that the biggest problem with this team has been talent evaluation. Now, based on some of your responses when we've asked about Howie, it seems you don't agree with that. But when you look at the draft record, it's been poor. When you look at one Pro Bowl player drafted in the last seven years, how do you feel about that aspect of it? Because it's not that difficult to make a Pro Bowl. And how do you justify not making changes in terms of talent evaluation? Or are you considering making changes and maybe giving someone like John Dorsey more say or someone else in the building more say when it comes to the draft? So I think the best way to look at it is you've got to look at every aspect of drafting and talent acquisition. And if you're making short-term decisions or you have a veteran team or you're uh, specifically focusing on one position or things like that or a lower volume of picks, there's no, no, uh, there's no reason to not look forward in having excellent success in this area. Um, uh, we've, we've, over the last uh, 10, 15 years, had had a lot of success, a lot of success winning divisions, winning, uh, being in NFC championship games. I think one one fourth of the time I've been owner in the last 20 years, we've appeared in an NFC championship game. That's hard to do without really good talent. And so uh, I would say that, yeah, we can do better in every single aspect. And I'm as critical as any fan. I trust me, as critical as any fan. Uh, and and look at it in a very complex way and it's a data-driven way it's looking at what could have been what should have been and uh but i will uh match our performance uh against most any organization and know that it's because of really good talent on the roster so uh there's other ways of looking at it uh, but when you have a veteran roster you're going to have many fewer starters coming from uh, the draft and elsewhere, but listen, your words are not uh, unheard. They're they're heard by me, uh, and I feel like we've got an excellent football operations area. For advertising opportunities for the following show, email us at cornerpubsports at gmail.com. Welcome to the best pubcast around, Corner Pub Sports, bringing you sports, beer, and beyond. Catch the show live every Friday night at 8.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Or get the show wherever you download your favorite podcasts. It's time to grab a cold one, kick your feet up, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the pub. How you doing? This is Leonard Weaver, and you're listening to Corner Pub Sports, baby. It's a unicorn. Corner Pub Sports. So those were the words of the Eagles owner, Jeffrey Lurie. Yeah, and, uh, first part was all over again, right? This what is... A, what a pompous ass. You have to sound by where it says we're all a little dumber or we're all just dumber from listening to that. It's like, that would be perfect. I wish I did, but I have the Eagles organization. I have a clip of that. Pretty much everybody, yeah, you know. That wasn't. That, that didn't say anything. Like he didn't say anything. Jeffrey Lurie, no. what a fucking jet bag. Oh, there you go. You can do that. What a fucking jet bag. What's up, everybody? Obviously, you know what this show is going to be about. Heavily about. Um, we have Ed Kratz of Sports Illustrated call, uh, coming on uh, on the feed here, 
in a little bit, uh, probably about a half hour or so. Ed will be joining us. Uh, we haven't talked to Ed in a while. It should be a lot of fun. Uh, thanks to everyone that's, that's tuning in and already chiming in. Uh, TK Goldsmith, what's up, brother? Mark, uh, what's up, everybody? So we, thanks. Uh, obviously, chime in. Uh, keep the conversation going. But, <coughs> yeah, oh, well, before we do anything, guys. I got the old reliable. I got logger. Oh, you got logger too, huh? What are you, what are you doing, Mike? Got the logger. I got a. I started off with this. Nice mango wheat mango. blue moon. All right. Yeah, it's pretty good. I, it's for me blue moon something that's I could have like maybe one of, and then it starts to like get too sweet or like it just it doesn't. In moderation, I can I can enjoy Blue Moon. The regular Blue Moons, that's my go-to. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like I I like I like them especially with the orange. I like them a little bit more. Them orange slices. I'll throw it up right in the sink. He has. I've seen it. <laughs> he's 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 thrown his share of orange slices right in that right in that sink behind the bar. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so obviously the Eagles fired Doug Peterson this week. And that's our big story. And we we got a lot uh, tonight. We're, we got uh, our new segment that we've been doing uh, while you were drunk. We have uh, fuck you Ben. Uh, we have corner pop popcorn. We're gonna talk some Sixers. So we, we got a lot to get to. But obviously we're starting off with the Eagles. And, and by the way, I'm wearing a Carson Wentz jersey for a reason because um he you won the battle. He's back in the game. Yeah, apparently that was the um, at least what Aikman's saying, and like uh-huh. of all people, like Aikman doesn't seem like a clickbait type guy. Right. Aikman saying that it seems like Peterson wanted Hurts to start, and but nobody Ford. knows. You got all these stories swirling around, and and as fans, you got the press Taylor thing. You want a story to hold on to. Mm-hmm. So the more you hear, there's the more you want to try to believe something. Where Who did knows? where where. Like I'm sorry, maybe I missed something there. Where, where did Jalen Hurts show you enough to go? I'm going to ride with that guy going forward. And I'm like, that, that, that's yeah. that's what it comes down to. I think we all knew that there was something between Peterson and Wentz. Mm. We all knew for whatever reason they couldn't get in sync. It's so, true. Uh, I'm not. I, I I tend to believe that story a little bit. Mm. I do. Okay. I I I don't know. But what happened? Why? Do you think it's more of that, that Peterson got fired, or do you think it's more of the the situation? If, if you read between the lines, so, so I had a little – a little. Uh, I was taking notes while Lori was talking while I was driving, which was awesome. I almost did, not because of that, because of what he was saying. But one of the things that he, he said, uh, if you read between the lines, was basically like uh, he had a different idea of where he wanted this team to go. And from what we we were, and um, that the future of this franchise was better off for the both of us without him, basically is what he said. So it might not be entirely wrong that that was a part of it. I think the other part, and we've all seen the stories that you know Press Taylor was was going to be promoted, and that they were going to you know bring back uh, uh, Unden. He was he was going to uh, be promoted from cornerbacks coach, defensive coordinator, and all this stuff. I, I, we don't know what's true, what's not, but those are the reports that are coming out. It was, it was that stuff too? Say that stuff was true. Do you think that would have been? Do you think that would have flew with you guys if those were your promotions? Not me. No, no. Yeah. The, the whole coaching staff had to be fired. Right, right. And if Jim, if Jim Schwartz isn't there, then get rid of this scheme. Don't bring anybody up that would run the same scheme. 
But right, the, the question to me is, what, where was the malcontent between Peterson and Wentz? Where did it go wrong? Where did it sell? That's what I want to know. I mean, I, I think, uh, me personally, I think there was a time when Carson Wentz went to Doug Peterson and said, hey, what's the lineup? What are we doing this week? And Doug Peterson said, I don't know. And Carson Wentz said, what do you mean you don't know? You're the head coach. But at the same token, Doug Peterson didn't make those decisions. Howie Roseman was making those decisions. So at, at that point, I, I think there was a point where uh, Carson Wentz just, he just lost faith and hope and respect for him. And that's when he decided, I don't want to so play you for think, So you think that Carson Wentz lost – you think Carson Wentz lost respect for him because um, he knew Peterson didn't really have much say in the organization? He realized that Peterson was just a puppet. Okay. You think that's that deep, though? I don't, I don't I, know. I don't know. It's just my opinion. It's what I, what I right. see. That's all. I don't know. I mean, it's hard. It's, it's a hard to you, it's hard to disagree with any of that because, like you said, Gary, like none of us know it. But the only thing we do know is As from, we just need a story to hold on to. That's all. But the only thing we do know with this team from top to bottom is they're a fucking mess. It is. This is a disaster. Um, that's the only thing we do know. So any theory the three is coming out with, okay, maybe that's it. And right. we all realize that. Howie Roseman is the one that should have been fired, correct? Howie Roseman. Yeah. Howie Roseman. Yes, that's what oh. you are. You are the motherfucking Antichrist. Now, me, um, that opinion, he's not fired. He's still here because then the owner has to admit he made a mistake. Mm-hmm. He don't want to admit he made a mistake. He's but now that, Doug, now that Doug Peterson is gone, Howie Roseman's bought himself four more years. I don't know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know about four more years. Yeah, yeah and – you're saying he has to many made a mistake, Gary. He just fired a Super Bowl winning coach. Isn't yeah. that isn't that admitting he made a mistake? I I, I just think it, it's if, if you go to I think Howie Roseman should have been the one that got fired first. Well, I mean, I, I, I agree, 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 completely agree. Yeah. Um, but then it's like high school shit. Like you're hearing other things too. Apparently. Now, Howie Roseman wanted Justin Jefferson, but Doug Peterson didn't think it fit his scheme. Which is contrary to everything else we read to to this point. Everything was that the scout team and Peterson wanted Jefferson, and he was the one who said, no, we're going to go right now. All of a sudden, it's completely reversed. Right. What even went with Whiteside? That wasn't wasn't Howie or Doug. That was the fucking owner. And the, huh? owner, the owner got uh, Doug Peterson on board with it, with J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Wait, 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 wait. You think the Jeff, owner was Jeff, the one that Jeffrey made the decision on that? Whiteside? Yes, look it up and read the reports. There's I just, would be surprised by that. I don't think yeah. the owner gets into that type of niche of, of scouting. Well, his his car's parked there every day at practice, Mike. He's a meddler. He should stay the fuck out of it. Well, I, mean, I don't know about you know. that. I mean, yeah, we're seeing I, we're seeing a lot of. I mean, well, speaking of Howie, this is this is one of the things that was brought up in the press conference that just drove me. This is actually what drove me insane, that Howie surrounds himself with good people, right? That's where I turned that, it off. That um, there's, there's five of them. He could be GMs. Yeah, he said uh, because you know obviously the question was is his job safe, and he said 
one of the things as a GM is that other teams look at you and to see who you surround yourself with and how he surrounds himself with good people. And I don't know who the next person was. Whoever it was next, the reporter said, well, you know, Mr. Lurie, if he surrounds himself with such good people, how come your draft picks, like, stink? You know, basically how – and it might have been Rob Malady. I, I, uh, that's who the clip was, by the way. Uh, that's who was asking uh, Lurie the question at the beginning of our show. I think the question after that was John Clark. I yeah. know Howard Eskin got him. Yeah, I mean, that's no surprise, right? He's always going to be vindictive. And, but, no, he and he didn't let up as, as advertised, right? He, he does his thing. But um, – so and, and but the next line is what really this is the line that got me. We can't blame our we can't beat ourselves up if a player that we were really eyeing up was taking two or three picks before us. That's such a bullshit lie. When I when I heard that I I I literally I almost went off the road. I was like, you've got to be shitting me. Like, are you kidding me right now with this? Like you, you're we like just, you don't. Like, yeah. how do you not have, like, you have months and months to prepare. How do you not have another guy? That's you just, like, throw your hands up in the air, like, after one guy goes? like Right, and that's, so, so you're telling me that an NFL franchise, with every one of their picks, doesn't have 10 guys? They don't have a backup plan? That's him refusing to make the, to say he made a mistake. Right. That's that's the biggest well, mistake no, of it all. But then, like you can refuse it all you want, but then it just looks like you're unprepared in the draft. But at the, you know what I mean? At the, it doesn't matter. In his eyes, I, I satisfies the fans. I, I put a smoke screen, but I did not admit that I was wrong. And I did not admit that I made a mistake. No, see, this is a, this is where I think we got a little wrong with Jeffrey Lurie. They win the Super Bowl, and it's like, oh wow, man, yeah, he's been a good owner. Like the nostalgia was there. That, that like you were enamored with them, you kind of were infatuated with them because we were all fucking so ec- ecstatic. Mm-hmm. But Jeffrey Lurie, and I don't know that that's probably true of most owners. Jeffrey Lurie does not care about winning. Jeffrey Lurie compares about being competitive and keeping that stadium full. You heard in that statement, he wanted a ring. Sure. He wanted and, but, really badly. But he, how, bad, he, he, how many nights sleep would he have lost if he didn't get it? But how many – like, several times in that press conference, he mentioned over – like, I think he mentioned the championship twice. He mentioned the Super Bowl twice. Five, six times he mentioned division titles, NFC title games. Division titles, NFC title He must have mentioned that long uh, consistency. Right. Every four – you know, I, we, make the, we make the NFC championship game a quarter of the time I've been an owner. That's really hard to do. Okay, look – it's pro- he's right. Yeah, he's right. Yeah, he's not wrong. But the last time prior to 2017 was 2008. So don't right. act like it's every four years. That you know, come on now. That's ten years. You had you had a period, a five year period where you were just you were the, you were the cream of the crop in the NFC. Just that you lost in the NFC Championship game four times. <laughs> That's all. That's all that was. He's fucking delusional. But, so that's I what I mean. That's what I mean. I think he's just. I don't think that he's. I think you guys are reading too much into the words. I think he just had to say something and just gave well, a, you know. And that might be true, but he, he said the wrong thing. Because when he – oh, Mike, by the way, I had a random thought too. I was thinking about this I was in the shower. Uh, you and I have been friends since before either one of us could get hard. <laughs> That's pretty wild. That's what you're thinking about in the shower. Yeah, yeah it was, it, it was a random shower, thought. Huh? I was like, huh, how about that? So you and Mike were friends before you see Kay and Woody. Yeah. Is that something? 
Well, that's funny. You think about that in the shower. I think about Gary's dogs while I'm in the shower. Um, he starts to come and then he pulls out. I don't think really, he's It's a really unique got here. <laughs> um, but anyway, back to the back to the Eagles. Um, yeah. So, like I was saying, like I, I, he doesn't care about winning. He wants to fill that stadium and be competitive. That's it. So the name of today tonight's show will be Softy Friends. <laughs> Man, I, I don't know. It, it, this has been um, this has been a whirlwind of a week for sure. But uh, well, that's mean, what you're saying. So get back bad, to what you're man. saying, Mike. You, you were saying the words. He picked the wrong words because he he's saying things that were just making people more pissed off. Is he that out of touch with everything, <laughs> or is he just that stubborn that he won't admit it? Do you think he knows that how he is is found at his job right now? Or he just no. doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I agree. No, I don't know. How could how could you not? How could you not know? I mean, you have like because because earn again. I'll come back to it again. And I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off, Mike. Earnings wise, like from revenue in the past 25 years, they're top three in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right, that's why. Right, and you know they are they are a top tier franchise. No matter what, no what's no matter what's going on, the fans will purchase tickets. They'll purchase merchandise. That's why. Mm-hmm. Well, when mm-hmm. you have a game, yeah, but you know what? What what NFL stadium isn't full every game? Jaguars. The Falcons. All right. Who else? The Jaguars and who? Falcons. Falcons. Uh, the Saints. Falcons. When they're not with Saints, when they're not good. Dolphins. The Rams. Uh, the Rams. Chargers. The Chargers. The Rams are, are a good football team, and they, they can't. They the can't. Buccaneers, the Buccaneers before they signed Tom Brady. Really? Carolina, I mean, I Pan- Carolina Panthers. I mean, the Jets. The Jets. Well, who wants to see the Jets? I, but no, I mean, I look. I just named like eight, nine of them, Mike. Fuck you! I'm trying to help you, motherfucker. Are you sure well, that they're well, not I mean, I guess, But I mean. Look, I mean, Eagles are a top tier franchise. Yeah, but you know what? So is Green Bay. So is Pittsburgh. So are the Giants. So is Dallas. So is New England. So is Baltimore. So what's your point? Yeah, what's 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 the point? Well, I don't know if they're top three. Like they're, and I don't know if they're going to be a top tier anymore. I think that they're, they were a top tier. They they've been successful. He's right. They've been successful even in their years. They've only had one or two down years. How many well, years in a row did they miss the playoffs? Right, but it, it's a fact, Mike. Like, past 25 years, they're top three in revenue. Right. Yeah, I mean, It's the I, Patriots, they, the Cowboys, and the Eagles. I mean, they're, the, the, fan base is, the fan base is just crazy. You know, it's... Look at this cocksucker's house in Florida. Did you see the fucking – did you see that fucking house? Well, the other guy's own Home Depot. Oh, shit. Like, geez, all the owners – all the owners are rich. Like – yeah, just but the Eagles in general just they have just such a, a huge fan base, especially local, obviously. But even you know national, you know nationwide, there's a lot of Eagles fans around, man. And just they they're a big market team, and I think the Giants, like you mentioned, the Giants. I think the thing that hurts the Giants is that they're you know you have the Jets there too, so that that kind of cuts into their fan base a little bit. I I don't yeah, know. Two teams. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, other big market teams, the Bears, the Bears are, but they're not, I don't know too many people that are Bears fans outside of that area. I I, I might 
have met like maybe two Bears fans. Yeah, I've like, met oh, two Bears. of them. I've met two. Uh, one I used to work with, one I work with now. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I know a few, but um, but the thing is, is that like if he's talking about money, like how is the money situation good when his cap situation's a mess and his team's got four wins? How is that like making – how is that earning money? How is that successful as an organization when you're the second worst cap and you had four wins? Because he's he's talking like he's a Cowboys fan where he's living in the past. Uh, you know, the last 20, 25 he – kept, he kept bringing up 20, 25, even on the clip I just played. 15, 20, right. 25 years. Oh, look at our success. I put it up against anybody. That's fine. What the fuck does it have to do with now? What does it have to do yeah, with I, the future coach? And, what is 20 down, years ago? One down, yeah. one down year is not going to compare to the money that they've made no. while he's been there. His attitude will change when, when you have another two years like that. And that's what's going to happen here. But maybe maybe he didn't realize it because he didn't hear the booze in the stadium this year. Maybe, Mike. That's a good point. He didn't look too happy on the sideline or in the uh, press box, though. I'll tell you that this year. It wasn't too many times I saw him. Just... Well, apparently he's apparently he's making money, so he's thrilled. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, just... Mike, I, right. I didn't say thrilled, man. Yeah. I didn't say thrilled. Okay? Right. But he's not – he doesn't care about rings. If you think a multi-billionaire – who owns the Eagles and runs it like a business, cares about getting a ring. He cares about his bottom line. All right. Right. You you, you want your bottom line. You want well, your... I think he, I, again, I think he you, wanted that. You do. You got you to prove to the fans that you do want a little bit of success. It don't matter if that's Super Bowl. And his mind, he has had success. Right. Hold, on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We got we to we do something real quick, though. Ryan, you want to take it away? Fuck you, Ben. 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 Where the fuck you, Ben? Take it away, Ryan. So, our fuck you, Ben tonight. Um, but a guy we had Ed Kratz, man. Um, where the fuck you been? We ain't talked to you in a while. This terrible, this terrible season. Hey, look at that! Hey, What's up, Ed? Hey, he's got a beer in hand. Cheers, brother. All right. Ed Kras from uh, Sports Illustrated covers the Eagles. Uh, just follow him. He's, he's a great follow at uh, Kratz E on Twitter. Um, Ed, I need to uh, I'll be right back. Okay. Of course, if you've uh, been listening to the show for a while, you know that Ed's been uh, in the house, but he's been on our show several times. And, and I think the last time we talked to you, Ed, was after the Jalen Hurts. I think it was like, yeah, the draft. Yeah, like a week after the draft. So. But uh, how you been, Ed? Busy. You know, it's been a crazy, crazy season. You know, with uh, no access to the locker room, players, uh, doing everything on Zoom, everything remotely. Uh, It's been very different, very challenging. Yeah. I mean, obviously now you're you're busy, and we we appreciate you coming on uh, because the Eagles are in the middle of a coaching search. And uh, yep. there's a ton to talk to you about. We don't want you know. We're not going to keep you all night. We promise. But uh, by the way, what are you drinking? That's the most important question of all. Heineken. Ah, yeah, the Heineken. Oh, ah. Ed, Ed, Ed is grabbing a Heine. <laughs> it's the. Uh, really, Wash- did you get thirsty when you seen the, uh, the Washington open. quarterback's name? Yeah, the Washington quarterback. Anyone got a case of Heineken? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor Heineken. Yeah, yeah Taylor Heineken. for the Washington team. Yeah. yeah. There was a time in my life where Heineken was my go-to, man. Uh, it's been a long time since I had one. This was just kind of sitting around in the fridge. We, I think we got it from uh, some theater 
pass that we bought, the Sellersville Theater. I uh, was giving out a big basket of stuff, and I think there were a couple Heinies in there. There you so, go. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No. No, it tastes good. It tastes great. I, I don't know why I stopped drinking it. I think the last time I, we had a, a Christmas gift or something, we got like a, one of those little kegs that they come out with, the little oh, yeah. thing. Yeah, we yeah. had one of them. We, we killed that during the show. Here, let uh, me show you what else I got floating around here. Hold on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Oh. 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 oh climax. climax. I'm coming day and night. Nice. Climax. <laughs> Plenty of it left. I just got it about a week ago, and um, it was a gift from a guy I do another podcast with. He sent it to me for a Christmas gift, and we had a little Zoom uh, shot party. Oh, that's last awesome. Week. What the fuck's going on? Did you send him a gift? Yes. It's nasty. I, mean, are you, I think we're uh, behind. Behind the times, then uh, you didn't send them nothing. You show them what the fuck. <laughs> I didn't want anything, you know. And this, I mean, look, I'll, you know. I love that name. I don't know how long this is supposed to last me. This bottle, but it's going to be a little while. Yeah, it's, I'm sure that's a <laughs> strong, strong yeah, moonshine, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, a couple of them, you're like, oh, I'm done. He said to tell how what the proof is. You turn it on its side like this, and you look for bubbles. And you see a lot of bubbles, it's a lower proof, and there's not a single bubble when you turn it on its oh, side man. and shake it. <laughs> proof. Oh, man. Jeez, I, I, I didn't know that. Moonshine. Come on back to the shed. I'll give you some moonshine. <laughs> so we, we need to get into this. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> going on? So, Ed... Obviously, we we were we were just talking about Doug Peterson getting fired, and and uh, I guess I'll I'll start off with that. Um, one, I guess, did you see this coming? And two, what was your reaction? Um, and we can maybe even have him end the debate on on Ryan and I. Does does Jeffrey Lurie care about winning championships? Is that or is that, about the money? Is that part of my question? That, what the what the hell? Wait a minute. What, what question am I? Asking? I know what the hell, dude. The first question was, did you, you know, um, uh, about Peterson getting fired? Did, did you see it coming? And, and now that he is gone, what was your reaction? Um, well, I, I didn't see it coming, to be honest. I mean, I thought as the season wore on that he was in trouble, and I thought after they lost to Washington that he'd be fired. I thought that Monday he'd be fired. And then him and Howie Roseman came out and talked together and put on this unified front like, so I just kind of assumed, well, he's back. And then, um, you know, Lori and him met on Tuesday, and Lori didn't think it went real well, so he brought him down to Florida to talk some more. And, and I knew once that meeting was reported that he had to go to Florida, you know, and talk to the principal. It's like uh, it's like Henry Hill. When, when they asked Henry Hill to do that job down in Florida, he's like, I knew if I went, I would never come home. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know where Doug went from there, but uh, he's still in the wind. Um, but yeah, so I knew, so no, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised that he got fired when that news came out that he was going to Florida and I was surprised he didn't get fired. It's weird. I mean, it's not like Chip Kelly when he got canned. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a complete out of the blue lightning bolt because that happened the week before the season ended and I'm filing a story on, you know, Billy Davis in trouble. And then we, I got an email from the Eagles saying Chip Kelly's been relieved of his duties and I thought I was getting pranked. You know, so that was a shock. But this yeah. was was kind of a surprise, and it wasn't a surprise, and then it was a surprise again. Go ahead, Mike. The Eagles won't have it any other way, Ed. 
Yeah. I know. And, and yeah, so, um, you know, I don't think he'll coach this season, Doug. I don't think. Uh, I think he deserves to take a year off. He should take a year off and kind of recharge. And I've said before that I think Doug should probably just take his rest of his career off and maybe go coach high school football again. Um, and just ride into the sunset and do what he wants to do. Coach, maybe do some commentating on television. I'd love to see him do like one of those pregame Sunday shows, you know, on ESPN or Fox or somewhere. Um, oh, golly, this guy really gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can see that though. Yeah. So you don't think that he wants to coach, or you don't think that? He's well, I think he wants enough? to coach, but I I just think for him, why not just be the Super Bowl winning head coach for the Philadelphia Eagles and you know go back to your roots, coach some high school. Um, no pressure, you know, just kind of ride on your laurels. I mean, he probably doesn't have to work. Uh, just hunt and fish. He loves to hunt and fish. Just go hunt fish, coach a little football, no pressure, uh, and be happy with your life. No. He won't. Right, so, he won't. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't so, think so. So, so my, my question for you, Ed, is with, with the uh, – Mike, Mike was up first, Garrett. Hold your horses. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. I was going to say, so, I mean, do you – Getting to what Ryan and I were talking about, do you? How much do you think winning like a championship matters to Lori? Because based off of what he was saying, and like kind of like, were you as baffled by the press conference as as we were? Yeah. Well, I didn't actually get a chance, but yeah, 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 it was pretty wild, man. He didn't really have any good answers, and he said some really ridiculous things that, you know, the biggest challenge for me listening to it was trying not to let anybody see me roll my eyes or shake my head no or just start laughing mm-hmm. with yeah. some of the things he said with you know i were five general managers walking around the building and um you know nate sudfeld was unstoppable oh, against forgot about that. Three years yeah ago. The, you know, he throws 19, the best deep ball on a roster yeah He's got the best I mean, deep ball on a roster yeah. it was so weird and then really to stick up for howie the way he did was really surprising you know, kind of putting down someone who would ask about, uh, you know, how come he doesn't have accountability? And he's like, well, have you gone through every draft and every street free agent over the last, you know, seven years? I mean, really defending Howie when Howie's just as culpable uh, in this mess, if not more so than Doug Peterson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, his answer, we were just talking about this, his answer about the um, – you know, well, a guy got picked right a pick or two before us, and that like, how are you not like? Doesn't that make it seem like you're unprepared to not yeah. have the next guy on your list? Right, right. I know. I mean, it was just a really bizarre, strange presser. It was almost like he didn't prepare at all. You know, usually I think he does a good job of being scripted and kind of knows what he's going to say and probably has notes that he reads in front of a mirror before he comes on to talk or stands in front of us and talk like he did before the pandemic, but in this case on Zoom, which is a really strange atmosphere, I, I will say. And if you're not used to it, then it can be a little daunting. I know he talked to us, I think it was the end of August, or no, the end of July, I think, uh, on Zoom. But it's 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 different, you know, like, like kind of like we're doing now. I mean, we're a little more familiar with it, but he probably isn't. So it, that's kind of a bizarre thing. And I'm not defending Blurry at all. I mean, I will say he did make a decent point about Howie when he said that, you know, how he's always been kind of willing to step back and bring in fresh eyes like he did with Joe Douglas and um, uh, Andy Weidel and Andrew Barry and now John Dorsey, almost insinuating like Doug didn't want to do that. He didn't want to step back and 
not call plays anymore. And he wanted to bring back the same coaching staff and uh, Lurie didn't want to do that. So that, you know, I will say that, and, and how he has done that, um, yeah, you know, he has yeah. tried to bring in fresh eyes, but it still isn't working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how he's willing to say, yeah, I suck. Let's bring somebody else in, but don't fire me. Yeah, right. Right. He'll, he'll do anything to keep his job. He's a survival guy, but you know, him and Jeff have that great relationship going back to like 2000 or whenever they, brought Howie in as a, you know, kind of a, you know, the go get the coffee type guy. Um, and then his role has grown from there. And they're almost like father and son, I would, I would think at this point. So, um, Ed, so Ed, I, from our point of view, what we're seeing, what we're reading, um, it seems like the Eagles really, really, really like Joe Brady. Now, is there another guy that, that, that you're hearing that we haven't heard? Um, do you know anything about you? Joe Brady and the second part of that question is if they do hire Joe Brady do you think it would be like a yes man kind of hire well I think that's a little bit what they're looking for is someone to kind of be like Doug was and just kind of go along and not have as much say in personnel as you might like Um, but I'm not so sure they want Joe Brady to be honest I you know, I have a story coming out, and I think it's going to be Mike Kafka. I think that's their target. Um, God. They, they interviewed Joe Brady on Wednesday, and, and Brady really only had had only one other interview, and he didn't get that job. And I just think there might be a concern on the Eagles' part and maybe some other NFL teams that he's just not quite ready yet to be a head coach. I mean, you know, he's 31 years old. He really had that really terrific season with Joe Burrow and the receivers down at LSU. Uh, and then last year in Carolina, I mean, yeah, he had 2,000-yard receivers, but, you know, he did okay without McCaffrey. But it wasn't like an offense that was really lighting things up mm-hmm. in Carolina. So, uh, you know, I think – I'm not saying that I wouldn't hire him. I probably would take a chance on him, especially because you're going to have a roster that's going to be kind of churning here and it's going to be relatively young. So why not bring in a coach like Brady, who's 31 years old, that can grow uh, with your roster? But I think – the concern is just he's just not ready yet. You know, he might need a couple more years or at least another year uh, to uh, kind of get his feet wet in the NFL. And, you know, it's a weird dynamic because you're 31 and, you, you know, you got Fletcher Cox is 30. You got a lot of guys around that same age. Um, and I'm just not sure the Eagles are ready to, to go with someone like that, someone from kind of out of, uh, you know, away from the Andy Reid coaching tree or whatever. I just don't think they're ready to go there yet. Um, with Joe Brady, I I probably would. I like him. I mean, I'd like to hire him and then bring in Jamar Chase uh, from LSU as a receiver and let this well. light it up again. Yeah, he knows it. He knows him well. And that was and Gary. I know you got a question. Um, just real quick on the Joe Brady thing. I, you know, that's one thing that's different. I keep looking at Joe Brady. And I keep looking at Sean McVay. And the only difference between the two is that there is a difference because Sean McVay was doing it a little longer in the NFL than Joe Brady was. So. Oh, uh, uh, what do you think about the ball from uh, Buffalo? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, everybody kind of has him ticketed for uh, the Chargers. I'm not sure why. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would like Brian the ball. I think he would fit in fine. You know, he looks like a pretty fiery guy. He did a great job with uh, Josh Allen kind of developing him. And so did his quarterback, Coach Ken Dorsey. I mean, if you're looking at quarterback coaches or guys you might want to promote to OCs, I mean, I think Ken Dorsey's a pretty good name there, too, in, in Buffalo. But uh, I like Dable. I think he did a great job with Josh Allen. Of course, 
the Bills brought in some receivers. You know, they drafted the kid Gabriel Davis from UCF, who I loved at the Combine. I thought the Eagles should have taken a chance on him. He talked about having a good relationship with Miles Sanders, but they bring him in in the fourth round. And then, of course, they acquire Stefan Diggs. So, you know, that certainly helps Josh Allen, too. But, you know, I like what Dable's done with that offense. I mean, it's a fun offense to watch. The Bills are a, a fun team who I think can get to the Super Bowl. I think. You know, I think they beat the Ravens, and then they go up against the Chiefs, and I think they can beat the Chiefs. But so do I. Yeah, but but we'll see. But I mean, I like I like people. I you know, um, but you know, Jeffrey Lurie doesn't always hire the popular kid. You know, he always mm-hmm. seems to try to think he's the smartest one in the room. And... <laughs> like, yeah, like Mike We're Kafka. <laughs> right. Good, Gary. Yeah, right. I mean, all right. Go now, do Staley. Uh, he's been interviewed a few times in the past years for other positions. Yeah. You know, now he's getting interviewed for the head coaching position. He, he is, he is uh, somewhat of a fan favorite, a player favorite. But why is he not getting calls from other teams if he's that popular? Yeah, I mean, I just think he, he really hasn't uh, proven that he can do anything outside the Eagles organization. I mean, the Eagles kind of really – didn't do him any favors by not promoting him to offensive coordinator. You know, he interviewed for the head coaching job in 2016 and went to Interviewed the BDOC in 18 and 20. Didn't get the job. I mean, I don't think the Eagles did him a whole lot of favors in terms of helping promote his career. Uh, and that might be why he's not getting a lot of traction in these head coaching jobs. But, you know, I think he's a good fallback guy. Like, if Kafka doesn't work out, I mean, I, I've always liked Deuce. And like you said, he's a fan favorite. He's a player favorite for sure. Brandon Graham, like an hour ago, went on Instagram and you know said, "I want Deuce. I love Deuce. Deuce is a great guy." Malcolm Jenkins has said, "I would love to play for Deuce Staley as my head coach." Um, he's got a lot of respect from the players, and you know, if I'm the Eagles, I, I would really think long and hard about bringing him in and then having make sure he brings in an offensive coordinator who has complete autonomy to call the plays, to do whatever he wants on the offensive side of the ball. And Deuce kind of be that leader of men, you know, get you fired up, get you motivated. Yeah, he's got his hand in the game plan too, but let him be that guy, bring in a strong offensive coordinator like maybe Mike Kafka from the Chiefs. Kind of the way John Harbaugh does it in Baltimore. Yeah, right, exactly. I mean, let him be the CEO of the team, but then you delegate offensive duties and then bring in a strong – defensive coordinator like maybe Gerard Mayo, who they talked to on Friday, the New England linebackers coach, uh, maybe bring him in as your D.C. Um, you know, D'Amico Ryan, to, to me, would be awesome. Yeah, it'd be per- yeah, fan favorite coming back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. smart guy. I mean, That's right up Gary's alley. The, yeah. 49, the 49ers promoted him to uh, defensive coordinator. I, I'm saying bring him in as a head coach. Why oh, not? Oh, well, yeah. you know, what the heck? I mean, uh, I'd rather him than Mike Kafka, to tell you the truth. Yeah, Mike Kafka is a little underwhelming, but um, yeah. I think that's really, I really think that's kind of oh. their top target. And, and to you be know, f- they want, they want yeah. Lincoln Riley. They definitely want Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And it's interesting that Lincoln Riley hasn't really come out publicly and said, I'm coming back to Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like with Chip. You know, Chip kind of played his cards close to the vest about leaving Oregon back in 2013. And, I think he had an interview maybe with the Browns uh, that year. And then he was like, no, I'm not really that interested. So but the Eagles were able to lure him uh, kind of later, later in the process. So, you know, maybe Lincoln Riley, kind of the same thing. But that would be the home run. 
Wasn't the, wasn't the story? Yeah, wasn't the story that they had Gus Doug, uh, Gus Gus Bradley in the in the room basically, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh no, Chip's calling." Yeah. Yeah. Gus, just go yeah. away. <laughs> yeah, right. All of a sudden, Gus, you're out. Here's here's cab fare. That's great. beat it. <laughs> with as bad as the Chip Kelly thing went, though, like yeah, I was surprised. I'm, I was kind of, I'm, kind of, I'm kind of surprised they're leaning that way. Um. And another thing, Lincoln Lincoln Riley, like, wouldn't you believe he would want Jalen Hurts as the quarterback? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, so it that's would be, another thing. <laughs> right. I mean, it would almost be like, what if the Eagles hired the North Dakota State coach? You know, he'd want Carson Wentz, right? right? Jalen Hurts right. would be on the out. But um, yeah, I, I think the Eagles are kind of committed to bringing Carson back. But if Lincoln Riley comes in, you know. Carson doesn't have a lot of cards to play. I mean, he's getting paid. I mean, he could hold out and say, I'm not coming to camp and all that if he really wanted to make a big deal out of it. But um, maybe they think Lincoln can come in and kind of fix him. I mean, Lincoln Riley's coached three great quarterbacks over the last few years with Baker Mayfield, Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, Heisman Trophy winner, Jalen Hurts, Heisman Trophy runner-up. I mean, he's a quarterback guy, and that's what they want. They want to a quarterback, a coach who can coach quarterbacks. And they maybe they think Lincoln can fix Carson uh, and work with Jalen as well. And that's the thing. I guess Kafka, I guess they're looking at Kafka as that too. And the thing is, right. like, as, as underwhelming as that would be, and to me it would be very underwhelming because it feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again. But Yeah, you're just basically taking Doug play, Doug's replacement. Right. And <laughs> I, I remember when Doug was hired, and um, I don't – I don't think any of us were optimistic about it. Like, I think all of us were kind of down about it. Um, and, and I know, you know, I, I was, I've been hard on, on Doug through the years. And uh, actually someone that has tuned in here has probably been his biggest defender against me, uh, Mike's brother, Steve. We, we've kind of gone at it back and forth. And, um, you know, I just, I think Doug had good ideas. I just think that he fouled, like, he was aggressive. He was aggressive in 17, <clears throat> and he had success with it. And I think everyone got a book on him, and that was it. And he was stubborn. He was too stubborn to make adjustments away from that. And that's just my opinion. And I know he got a hard uh, – but I've nailed on my I, I, I nailed on my sword, and I said, you know what? I, I was wrong. I was wrong about Doug. He brought us the Super Bowl. Maybe he's not as much of an idiot as I thought he was. And then the last three years, we've kind of just been nosediving. And this year, I'm just like, I've had it. But I guess what I'm trying to lead to, my long-winded story, um, basically, Ed, uh, what do you think exactly went wrong for Doug here? And what caused him to lose his job? Well, I think it's that stubbornness that you talk about. I mean, I just think that he, you know, he wanted to do things his way. He wasn't always allowed to do things his way. You know, I think Howie and Jeffrey really kind of dictated what he was supposed to do. Uh, in a lot of things, personnel-wise. But, you know, it was Doug's decision to bench Carson. And I know that Jeffrey had no input on that. I don't think it was Doug's decision to tank the final game, if you want to call it that. Uh, I think that came from above, even though Jeffrey denied it on Monday of having any kind of hand in that. Um, but I, I think Doug's insistence and maybe his loyalty uh, caught up to him a little bit. I think this time around, I think he was just a little fed up. I mean, you kind of could see Doug toward the end if you looked at any of his conference, press conferences on, on Zoom. Uh, he just looked like he was very, you know, could have cared less. You know, fidgeting with his fingers, you know, looking around, you know, looked very uninterested in what was going on. And, yeah, um, he definitely seemed like he checked out the last, like, 
three, four weeks of the season. It did. And then that's why it was kind of surprising. Then all of a sudden at the end of the year, start defending himself that injuries were the problem, no off-season training camps. You know, all of a sudden, all these injuries or all these excuses started to cop up, pop up. So, um, I, I just think that it was Doug's stubbornness. He wanted to bring back Press Taylor. He wanted to promote uh, Matt Burke to be his D coordinator. I just think he kind of wanted to run it back in 2021, even bringing back some players that I think are going to be gone. Um, and Jeff, Jeffrey didn't see it that way. Larry didn't see that. That was the way to do it. He wanted to kind of retool. He wanted to get younger. Uh, and, and Doug didn't really want to do that. So I think there was kind of that disconnect there um, with personnel and coaching and all that other stuff. I, th- I, think there was- yeah, I mean, I think we're on a full-on rebuild right now. Yeah, I agree. I think so. I, I, I think you know, they have a massive issue with the salary cap. So they're going to have to really look long and hard at some tough decisions to, to get in compliance with the cap. Um, and that's going to lead to, you know, they had 10 draft picks last year. And I like that class. I think the class can be pretty good. I know Rager didn't really have the year everybody thought. And looks like a mistake. But, you know, I like Hurts, obviously. I like uh, Sean Bradley. I like their offensive lineman, Jack Driscoll. I think Kayvon Wallace can play. I agree with that. Yep. Um, and they need to have another draft this year. They have, I think, seven picks right now. But I think there's going to be some comp picks in there. I think they'll probably trade a couple guys like Zach Ertz, maybe pick up another pick. I think they're going to have 11 or 12 picks in this draft, and they're going to need contributions from them and from the class that they just had in 2020 um, because that's what they're going to need. They're going to need young, cheap labor uh, to get under that salary cap. So speaking of the draft, Ed, um, uh, who do you think there? I guess the bottom line question, what did the Eagles do at number six in your, like, in your opinion? Well, uh, what do you guys think? You like Devontae Smith? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, who's, who do you like between Chase and Smith? Do you, I mean, um, I guess. Well, I'm going to say, I, you know, I mean, I know Smith's this electric talent, but, man, his size, he's like Deshaun Jackson size. You know, he's yeah, pretty a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's probably not even six foot. He might be six foot. I think they list him at six one, but certainly doesn't look it to me when guys are coming up and, resting their arms on top of his helmet on him. You know, I mean, he's, he's a little guy and he can give you production, but I'm, my concern is, is he going to be available for all 16 games? You know, he could be one of those guys that gets nicked up, banged up ankles, injuries, hamstring. I mean, they're, I'm not real confident he can stay healthy. And then on the Seagulls team that never is healthy, <laughs> I'm not sure he'd be able to play all 16 games. So I would, I mean, I, if I had to pick a receiver, I would probably take Jamar Chase just because I think he's, a little more put together physically. Um, and, you know, he doesn't have the speed that Devontae Smith has, but I think he would be a very good receiver. Uh, and well, I think I mean, he was terrible. Yeah, he, he was the guy that, you know, was better than the guy that broke all the records this year. So, yeah. Um, yeah he was the Blitnikoff winner in 2019 and uh, took this year off. He said it wasn't COVID re- related, but it was he wanted to just concentrate on being a pro. Um, and it, and it won't hurt him. He'll still go top ten, if not top five. I mean, he'll still he's still going to get picked real high. What about what what about trading back? Do you think there's any opportunity? Like any um, opportunity they do that? Like any chance <clears throat> after tanking to get the sixth pick? Right. I don't. Think <laughs> uh, Ed thinks they tanked. Ed said yeah. they tanked. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I, look, I mean, I I think they 
I, you know, look, I, I think they bungled that whole thing. You know, if you would have started Nate Sudfeld from the from the jump, there's no problem. Howie Roseman will kick it. He'll pick a punter at number six. <laughs> Who? Stop it. Howie Roseman will pick a punter. He'll pick a kicker. Yeah. I You know, listen, this defense stinks. You know, I mean, Make you can make point. a case in the mm-hmm. top ten. You could take defender, but – this draft class isn't real good, I don't think, for defensive ends or defensive tackles. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. And I'm not sure I would take a cornerback in the uh, in the top ten. I don't so think – you wouldn't we, take – yeah, there's, there's, there's Sertain. Farley or Sertain, yeah. So, yeah, Mika? I, I'm not sure I would go cornerback. So, you're kind of really limited to – Mika. Could, who? Mika Parsons. Parsons. Penn State linebacker? Oh, Micah Parsons. Micah, Micah. Uh, I, yeah, I, again, it depends who they bring in as a coach. You know, they don't really value the linebacker spot. And Yeah, I know. They won't. That, it's not a bad pick, but they won't. <laughs> yeah. And, again, I'm not a big – like, I'm not really sold on Penn State guys either, to be honest. I mean, um, I don't know. I just – who has played well from Penn State? I mean, Sean Lee has been in the league forever. He's a Penn State linebacker. Right? Saquon Barkley looked great. Rookie of the year hurt now, but – I mean, Navarro who, Bowman. Who? Navarro Bowman. Yeah, Navarro Bowman. Yeah, he's he's retired now, I think, right? But yeah, he yeah. came into the league. Yeah, I mean, I I could see him being good. I guess I don't know. I mean, Sharif Miller. They took him from Penn State in the fourth round, and yeah. you know yeah, he didn't. stinks. Yeah. Really nice chin tip, but he you know he can't land on a team. But he stinks. <laughs> I don't want to say. I don't. It's funny that. though. There was a time when you considered Penn State linebacker you, man. Right. I know. I know. I mean. Maybe they take Parsons because they do need help on defense, and he's probably the best defensive guy, considered the best defensive guy in this draft. I know there's that kid in Miami, that Gregory Rousseau. Uh, he didn't play last year. Um, big kid, 6'6", 300, in our, not 300, like 250, something like that. So, um, But you need – I think you need defense, but it's just not available early like you would hope. Mm-hmm. So – would they trade back to like 12 or 13 to maybe take a cornerback like Farley if he's there or Sturtain if he doesn't go in the top 10? Not, maybe. I don't think they would at all. I think if anything, they might try to trade up and grab that tackle from Oregon, Penny Sewell, Ooh. however you say it. Um, so they're going to take a tackle? Really? You think after with, with – uh, this guy's and, and... like a couple Hall of Famers, right? Anthony Munoz and look, I never saw, I never saw the guy play. I don't know. I mean, I'm just right. what I what I've read, but um, you know, everybody loves them. And the Eagles, if you look at who they take in the top ten, they haven't picked there often. In 2013, yeah. they took Lane Johnson. Um, they took Carson Wentz second overall. Um, and then Donovan McNabb. McNabb was two over. Corey Simon was sixth overall. Yeah. They were picking in, in 2000. So. You know, if you look at who they've taken in the top ten when they've picked, it's been a quarterback or or a lineman, offense or defense. So um, yeah, but I just like that's not, the, that's not the sexy pick, but I'd be all right with that. No, you know what? But the problem is, is you have Lane Johnson, you have Mulata, you have Andre Dillard. Like, so you're what do you do with all those guys? Well, you know, Lane's a lot of money. I mean, they're already. You know, look, I. You think they're ready to give up on Lane? Well, I mean, like, not give up on Lane, but I mean, you know. I think Lane's days are numbered. I think Brandon Brooks's days are numbered. Those guys have really are making way too much money for being thirty something now. Yeah, I think right. Brooks is, I think Brooks is gone. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, and like Nate Herbig played well. I mean, what do you need Brooks for? You got Herbig who's making, you know, $700,000 as opposed to uh, Brandon Brooks who's counting like $14 million against your cap. Yeah. So, He's, I mean, I don't know if they'll part with him this year, but, um, you know, they always talk about this being a three-year-down-the-road type of projection. Um, so, you know, if you're thinking Lane and Brandon are gone, then Penny Sewell fits right in there. Okay. You, know, you got to believe You got to believe in two or three years. That Fair enough. Neither, that neither one of them are here. Right, and, and Unless you, they, they have a miraculous turnaround. And if, you, and if you read between yeah. the lines in, in, in Lurie's press conference, he said that several times. He said, we have to stop thinking uh, uh, short term. We have to look more mid to long term. He said that several times. Yeah. So I and think – rebuild. Right. So uh, guys like – I hate to say it, but guys like Brandon Graham, uh, those yeah. guys might not be here. Um, and, and I didn't even think about Lane Johnson. And uh, Brandon Brooks I think is gone. I don't think there's any question. Kelsey could retire. I think if he doesn't, he's right. back. I, I, I don't know how you move – Move on from Kelsey, honestly. Uh, but uh, I think Brandon Graham's. I think Brandon Graham's the one they don't move on from. I think he's the one that ends his career in an Eagles uniform. Everybody else, though, mm. in my opinion, uh, uh, yeah, anybody that's over, there isn't. There, there's maybe five guys right now on this team that I'm like, yeah, I want them to stay, or like that they probably should stay and be part of the rebuild. Mm. You, you think uh, Jason Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders, um, I guess Rager. Yeah, he has to be here. Regular has to be here, dude. Has to be. He was your first, sure. first round pick last year. I, you know, as far as Grant goes, I mean, he's a guy that um, would probably give you the most return on a trade. To be honest, I mean, he's only got one year left on his deal. He's coming off a great season, first Pro Bowl season. He is he is the heart and soul of the team. Great locker room presence, but he's thirty three years old, or he will he will be thirty three, I think, in April. Um, he would probably bring you, and he's not going to bring a lot, but I think he'd bring the most in terms of a draft pick. I mean, I'm not even sure Zach Ertz is going to bring you more than a, a, a five. Yeah. I think they'd be ecstatic wow. to be four. Wow. But, um, you know, I, that's just the way the NFL works. I mean, you really, it's really hard to get good value for guys. And Like Fletcher Cox would bring you something, but he's got that big contract, and it wouldn't surprise me if they shot Fletcher Cox, to be honest. Oh no! I mean, he's, I, he's not going to be a part of the rebuild. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I think they should. Yeah, right. But who's going to? I mean, it's he's doing a lot of money. He's twenty nine. I think he's even. I think he's thirty now. Um, oh, you can. His cap. You hit. can package any one of these guys up to get to the fourth to, to have a shot at Seawell with a third <laughs> or fourth pick, right? Possibly, yeah. If that's the direction they want to go, or maybe they just take a receiver and they go with Rager. You know, maybe somebody can get something out of Ortega Whiteside, the next coach, whoever it is, maybe. You know, the problem wasn't him. It was how he was being developed. Um, you know, and then you have Rager, you have Ward, you have uh, Travis Fulgham, and then you have Jamar Case or Devontae Smith or whoever that receiver is. I think you just take the best player that's there. I don't care if it's a quarterback or, a, or an offensive tackle or whatever. You just take them. I, I agree. 100%. They need everything. They need everything. So it's – now, this is the Eagles, but it's kind of hard to mess this pick up. <laughs> it is. I mean, Corey Simon was the last time they picked six they took him, and he was good. Mm-hmm. He wasn't, like, you know, Hall of Fame great or anything, but, you know, I think I looked it up. He had, like, 78 starts. He had 30 sacks from a defensive tackle. So, that, that, he was a good player. Yeah, he was yeah, a good run stopper, yeah. Yeah. 
I got the Flyers on here in the background. That's what, why I keep looking. What's, up what's the sc- what's yeah, the we score? got it on too. What's the score right now? Still three two. Three three two. Eleven and a half left. In okay. The third. Cool. Oh, I got twelve forty left. Yeah, I'm I'm a minute behind you. <laughs> well, mine cut I pay out. Extra for my kid. Yeah. My, my, <laughs> my feed cut out for some reason over here. I, I eh, whatever. You yeah, know, that's what happens. Anyway, um, yeah. You gotta move I, out of the country, man. Yeah, yeah, right. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, it's not like you're much further than me, man. <laughs> I'm out. There. I'm in the boondocks. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I open my window and hear the cows moke. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we were we were talking about Jason Kelsey. I, I want to ask you: uh, Do you think Kelsey's a Hall of Famer? Yeah, I do. Okay. I think he should be get considered for a Hall of Fame. Yeah, I mean the guy, you know, he's proven his ability over ten years now in the league. Um, Hundred and four straight starts. If he comes back, he'll start number one hundred five next fall. Um, I just think, yeah, I, you know, he's been a Pro Bowl. He's been an All Pro player. Uh, he won a Super Bowl. Um, uh, yeah, I absolutely think, you know, I don't know how they judge centers. Like, you know, maybe you count up his pancake blocks or something. I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. Um, I think but in my book, the way I would judge it, smart player, versatile player. Yes. I would think he should be in the hall of fame for cool. sure. Ability. He, only had, Super Bowl speech. he only had that one year um, under Chip Kelly where like he, he was like, he had a bad year with injuries. Yep. Um, but besides that, like he's he's played almost every game every year of his career. He he is so tough, man. Would look this year he, he missed like eight snaps or something when he hyperextended his elbow, yeah. and he came back and played. And I and I was in a locker room on the road. I can't remember where it was when he had a knee issue, and they were unwrapping his leg, and I was watching the wrap come off, and his whole leg was black. It looked like it needed to be amputated immediately. I'm like he could barely walk. They're helping him up off the bench. I'm looking at him like, dude, what? I didn't say it, but I'm thinking, dude, what, what are you doing playing, man? You, your leg's going to fall off. Man. Give me so, a Percocet. Go back out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just have so much respect for Kelsey on so many levels. And it's funny talking to him now. It's almost like he's talking like he's a coach, you know, um, talking about the young guys and how he's happy with what they're doing. And, you know, he's, he just talks like a coach now. And I, I think, you know, if he wants to keep making money, not that he – might need to but you know he's got two kids now so he's going to need some kind of cash to support them but if he wants to keep making money i think coaching's definitely in his future it's not the it's not the cash it's getting out of the house for a little bit that's what he's going to want yeah right. (laughs) (laughs) he just needs a new haircut he's wearing you know he's rocking that mullet man it's you know that's the viking in him you gonna, you, I wish I could rock the mullet, man. I would love to rock the mullet. Are you, are you if gonna, I had hair, I'd rock the mullet. What mullet days are over, Ed? <laughs> mullet, mullet and Zubaz. So, Ed, yep. we, you know, we, uh, we, we don't want to keep you all night. You know, we, uh, you know, you spent you spent quite a bit with us uh, here on a Friday night and drinking some beer. How's your hiney? How's your hiney feeling? Good. <laughs> I need a new chair. Actually, this chair is very uh, hard on the hiney. But uh, the beer is great. Good. Loving it. Awesome. Um, yeah. as, as always, um, you know, we want to thank you a ton for, for joining us tonight. Yeah. And, um, fun, Appreciate it. Yeah. And, and, you know, hopefully, yeah. hopefully next time, uh, we can be back to normal and, uh, do this how we're supposed to do yeah. it. So, well, when they hire a coach, hit me up. Maybe I'll come back on and give you my, you know, give yeah. you my opinion on it for whatever it's worth. Absolutely. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. Sounds right. good, man. We're down with that. We got to mark down. 
All right, cool. All right, fellas. All right, Ed. Take care, brother. Thank you so much. And you can follow Ed on Twitter, as I mentioned, um, on uh, Kratz E, uh, K R A Z E, K R A C Z E at uh, on on Twitter, and uh, follow him on all his stories on Sports Illustrated and follow him on Facebook. So, Ed Kratz, great guest as always. I I just yeah. gotta say I still I still hate. That's the first time, by the way, we've been able to have five people on the screen at once during the show. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. How about it? But uh, I, I just hate doing the Zoom thing, man, like with the guests like that. Like, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't – it doesn't. It went well. It, no, it, nothing against that. It did. But it's – it's um, the whole feel of it. Yeah, the whole feel is just not the same as it always is, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, but you know what? I'll tell you what. It's, it's better. It's better than just a phone call. Oh, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I mean, most of the interviews that we've had, even when we were face to face with everyone, I mean, Ed's the only one that's come and visited us in studio. Right. So, you know, it's I don't. True. I, yeah, I like it. So. No, it was cool. I mean, you know, it was yeah. good. It's just the the back and forth is hard because, um, you know, if 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 Mike's talking and Gary's talking, you can't hear it, and and you guys yeah. both had points and. It, it was just like frustrating to me, but hey, you know what? That's that's what it is, man. It, it, there's nothing we can do about it. It's it's the time we live in right now, and like I said, we we hope to you know, you know what, Sean, get through this shit. Mike's got a question. All right, all right, Gary, you got a question that that helped. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the moderation or right. the moderating of it and stuff like that. Yeah, so I mean, right. yeah, it's. Uh, I'm grabbing a cigarette, guys. All right. All right. Like, you directing what was going on, Sean? That 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 was that was right in time, brother. It's just, it's just, you know, it's just a little difficult, and uh, but you know, we're getting feedback. Hey, you guys, you know, good stuff from Ed. It was enjoyable. Thanks, Jason, Jason Mees, and uh, Mark said it was cool. His format works well, and then told me to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, <laughs> uh, Steve. Uh, Steve said, "Good show, Ed." Yeah, Ed, Ed's always a great. He's always a great interview. He's 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 a good guest. Yeah, yeah, it's never dull when he's on. No, never. No. But definitely. Man, to, yeah, go ahead. I, I actually all week. Jason Mays, I, I I I feel bad. I haven't checked on him. I didn't check on him all week. The Steelers, the beatdown oh, of the Steelers. Oh had. no! Oh I, no! I, like I know, I text. I I I am Mark. I was like, did anybody check on him? Because he had like a half day, and then he showed up late from his half day on on Monday. And oh was, man! You know, oh, that's you know, not that's I, not I, good. I, I and now and now the Flyers are beating the Penguins. And, oh and they beat no! Them I mean, it's just been a yeah. Oh no! Like, yeah, he's. They got to play eight times. That season will get very fucking chippy. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be a, a fun hockey season. We'll, we'll get the hockey. We'll get the Sixers in a little bit. We'll just wrap up some Eagles talk here because we still have a little bit more to get to. I think um, as far as you know, overall, <laughs> Jason said this show sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. Um, but. You know, just just in, in talking about the, uh, the the Doug Peterson thing, I agree 100% with what Ed said um, that the stubbornness um, is ultimately what what got him fired. Uh, you know, again, before Ed came on, we were talking about we were actually you know you guys were arguing about it and, and among other things. But you know, what was it that caused it? it? I think it doesn't matter what exactly caused it. I think Ed hit it. It was like the stubbornness caused it. Whether it was promoting. Uh, you know, guys who probably shouldn't be promoted, or if it was just going with Jalen Hurts over Wentz because you saw him for, 
you know, four games. And by the way, in those four games, only in two halves did he actually play like lights out. Yeah. The rest of the time he played, he was like, eh, like this is this is kind of more the same. We didn't really. And I'm not sh- I'm not shitting on Jalen Hurts. I'm not saying that Jalen Hurts is not going to be a good quarterback in this league. Um, <laughs> Denny uh, Denny Boyer said Eagles are done. Move on. Um, yeah, that's coming from that's coming from Packers fans. So. But you know, just just uh, he's I, a Pickers I, fan, huh? He's a Pickers fan. But uh, you know, just just to basically say, I I agree with that. I think the stubbornness is what did Doug Peterson in. But we didn't. I didn't ask you guys this, and I think this is um a good way to kind of segue. Now that Doug is gone, how does it make you feel? Um, me? Yeah, I'm pretty jaded about the Eagles right now. I mean, I. It, I'm not excited. Not excited about the team at all this year. Not gonna. I'm not looking forward to the next but, year. I'm sorry. I'm maybe, just, maybe, I, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have uh, reconstructed my my question. How, what are your feelings about Doug Peterson? That that's what I mean. Now that he's gone, are you glad that he's I? gone, or are you kind of like, man, it kind of sucks. Like, like that's what I, that's what I meant to ask. I'm sorry. I'm probably more mad. I, I know I've been kind of a little bit. I'm kind of more mad. It kind of sucks. I, I'm kind of more. I kind of wanted him to have at least another year. Now, I don't know with the stubbornness. I don't know, you know, maybe he's right to be stubborn with the way that things run. Um, but I'm sorry. The Flyers just got a power play goal. They got two more power play goals. Tonight. Nice. Nice. Good job. Nice. Um, no. So we. Um, sure, Dad. Yeah, I, I think that it's um, it's that's that's what bothers. That's what I'm, my I'm sorry, sorry Mike. Rather, yeah, I'm it's it's sorry. fine. Kanaki has a hat trick. Oh, oh wow! Shit. Wow. So yeah, that's that's my thought. I would have liked to have seen him have another year. I think that this is the first truly bad year. I mean, it's gone downhill, but this is the first truly bad year that he's had. But then again, I feel that this team's a mess, that it doesn't even matter. So how about you? Um, Go ahead, Ryan. Where up? Where I'm at on that, um, it's hard to take away the Super Bowl year. I, it, it's hard to do that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I will. You will always be indebted to me. You will always hold a special place in my heart. You brought us our ring, and in our life, we might not see another one. So, um, thank you, dog. But besides the Super Bowl year, you're an under 500 coach, and our franchise quarterback has regressed. What's more important here? Carson Wentz getting right or keeping Doug Peterson? That's where I'm at with it. So thank you for the memories. Thank you. But it just was, for whatever reason, whatever reason it is, the franchise quarterback is more important to get right than keeping Doug Peterson. So you know what it is? Thanks. Thank thank you, but see ya. I'm just going to say, Gary, hold on one second. Um, I... I don't know if I could have said it any better. Those my those are my exact thoughts, Ryan. One hundred percent. Go ahead, Gary. Like Doug Peterson, he's a likable he's a likable guy. Like you, you, you kind of feel bad what happened to him, and you think to yourself, "Wow, what what the fuck happened since the Super Bowl?" But at the same token, as a fan, you're like, "Well, this needed to happen. It was time." But you know what? I feel bad. I'm sorry this happened to you, Doug. Thanks for the memories, but it's time it's time we move on to something different. Speaking of moving on, I'm throwing you guys a little curveball. We're going to play a little stay or go. 
Uh, these are the Eagles' free agents. And do they stay or do they go? Should I stay? I'm not allowed to play music anymore, by the way. Uh, so you got completely cut off from that? Well, I, not necessarily, but I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm a little hesitant to do that while we're on YouTube. YouTube's very, gotcha. very tough with it. All right, so here are the pending free agents for the Philadelphia Eagles, and we just answered. Are they here back? Are they here next year, or are they uh, are they gone? Uh, and J- Jason says Ryan is right, and Doug and Doug uh, Doug got a raw deal. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I, I yeah. yeah, Doug did kind of get a raw deal because Howie should have been the one to go. Yeah. And it, as much as I don't think that Doug's a great coach, I think he's a good coach. I think he's an NFL head coach, and I think Howie Roseman is not a NFL GM. And yeah. I think that's where. You know. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. well, Peterson as a coach was not managed correctly. Right. Um, all right, so Jason Peters, gone. Right. Gone. Yeah. Jalen yeah. Jalen Mills. I think he he I think he's back. This would be the I, second I, time I, they do this to him. Yeah, yeah. Like I I'm in the minority while we talked about this. Jalen Mills is a solid defense. He's a solid player. Yes. He's not a lights out guy, but he's a, he's a guy right. who'll help you compete. Shut the, shut down D backs. Don't grow on trees. He's he, a solid D back. He's just gonna he's gonna. This is his second time now. He signed a one year deal or two year deal last time. I think it was. Yeah, he's, he's not gonna, signing another short term deal. I, I think he's I think he's gone. I hate to say it. I don't think they can keep him. You know what? Let me let me reiterate. I'm sorry. I think he should be back. What he's but not. right? He's not going to be. Right. Mike, did you have an answer on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's young enough to where he could be part of the rebuild, so I think they might try to keep him. Okay. Um, Nate Sudfeld. Go on. Yeah, Go on. I yeah, I mean, he's got to have a shot somewhere else. I mean, he's that, if he's going to be a bat, he's not going to be a third stringer. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a that was a uh, 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 dress rehearsal. Um, but I mean, the last he's game got of the year. The- on a team. All right. Alex Singleton. He stays. He stays. I think you got to keep him. Yep. I don't think there's – I think out of this list, looking down – he'd be the one guy that I'm looking at this list going, if you don't bring him back, I'm pissed because he actually showed that he can be a linebacker for his team. He yeah. led the team with tackles. He was all on every play. I mean, he was all over the field. He's a hitter. And he's got long yeah, hair, he, and that's a, that's a good look for him. You got to bring him back. Nickel Roby Coleman. Corn. No. Yeah, he's fucking he sucked. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. If you can get him cheap, I mean where where else did I go? I, where else did I go? I you mean, can put yeah, me out there. Anywhere. I could play better than what he did. Parker Von Wallace. Yeah, yeah. All right. Go on. Uh Vinny Curry. Go on. Go on. He's too old. Duke Riley. Go on. Yeah, I don't see any reason to keep him. Gary, going after your heart here. Corey Clement. Go on. Exit. Stage right even. Yeah. Uh, I don't. He's done again. The guy that Gary and I trashed his first uh, his first training camp, Cameron Johnston. We were screaming at him from the, this fucking partner sucks. Caught him. He fucking sucks. We're yelling. We're all drunk. Dude, how do you not? Is there a, who can, like I, it's a punter. Like yeah, we were all, we were all. all right. He can't angle not? his punts. Fuck no, him. No, no, I mean, like if he stays or goes. I mean, I'm sure that you could find somebody that's. He's actually been a good punter, punter for him. 
Yeah, how, do you not, how do you not bring back the guy that was your best player last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah but, 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 so I'm, I'm fine with them. True. I'm not, you know, I'm not excited Jeez. if they're keeping the punter. Nah, if they, but I think, if they I got think, rid of him and found somebody else, I, I don't think I'd. I think they should keep him. Yeah, I think so too. Boston Scott. It's a tough keep. one. Keep. Sure. Keep. Keep. Yeah, it'd be cheap. Um, I. I uh, he should be. I mean. Yeah, you really yeah, don't have to run it back. What are you going to pay him? Two million? Yeah, you should probably bring him back. Uh, I think we all agree on this one. Nate, Nate Gary. <laughs> Come on, man. Next one. Who's next? All right. <laughs> Greg, Greg Ward. Keep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Keep him. I mean, keep. It's, it's just, I don't know if he's a starter, but it's gonna be it's gonna be cheap. It's got to be cheap. He, he doesn't have the numbers again, for it. Again, two million. Like, like, come on. How about Strap, uh, Cravon LeBlanc? <sighs> no, I'm done with the LeBlanc fucking thing. He got hurt, man. It's yeah. His, I don't his care. I'm it. done with it. Rashard Rogers. I think you have to. Because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, getting rid of you're getting rid of Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Ty McGill or T.Y. McGill. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that is. Who, who is that? Wasn't he, one of the, wasn't he one of the linebackers? I don't know who you I, don't, I have no idea who Ty McGill is. I, I literally have no I never heard that name until just now. Rudy Ford. <laughs> Rudy Ford. All right. I'm just going to go. Rudy Ford, Josh Perkins, and then Hassan Ridgeway. Those are your last three. They're all gone. Yeah, I think so. See ya. Yeah. So that's a that's a big chunk of your free agents that are gone. So yeah, that's that's something. Um, before we move on from football, do a playoff picks for the divisional no, round. On, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Good. To, to to piggy bank on that. Yeah. Let's piggy, do three piggy, veterans. Piggyback. Yeah, piggy piggy bank. Let's do three veterans. Fletcher Cox. Gone. Um, I think he stays because his cap hits too too much. I don't think he can. It depends what you can get with him in a trade, but you're not cutting him. That's for sure. So uh, it depends if you have a taker. You might have a taker for Fletcher Cox. Maybe. Um, Alshon Jeffrey. He's gone. Oh, he's gone. You know that. He's gone. His cap hits. He doesn't have as big of a cap hit, finally. Yeah, he gone. still has a big cap hit. No, I don't think so. No, I think this last year's not guaranteed. No, they restructured his shit to make it easier to get rid of him. Yep. Okay. All right. We all agree on Zach Ertz, right? He's not here. Yeah, anymore. he's gonna be gone. It sucks, dude. I love Ertz. Flyer scored again. Damn. What's the six no, three no. again? Five six five three, three. five three Damn. five three. I think they scored. Yeah, five they scored. Three. Yeah. Damn. Five, five, four, five, two. Five, five, three, five, five, three. No, five, five, three, two. Five. I'm sorry. Three, five. Five, five. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Uh, I forgot to tell you, I, I have actual audio. I have actual audio of um, Doug Peterson's last comments when he was heading out the uh, heading out the door when, when Jeffrey said you're fired. I have people skills. And then they, they cut him loose. <laughs> I will uh, say one thing at that meeting, right? Apparently, Carson Wentz was there. What? I hope. Wait, Wentz yeah. was at the meeting? Yeah. With with Lori with and... Lori and... Carson Wentz was sitting in the... No, he wasn't in the room. I don't think he was in the room when the decision came, but there was a meeting with Peterson, Wentz, and Lori. What the fuck? I didn't hear any of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, wow. I... 
I do hope that Doug Peterson turned to him and said, grow oh. the fuck up. Grow the fuck up. Oh, man. Wow. I, I didn't know anything. I didn't hear anything about that. That's nuts. Um, all right. So the teams that are in the playoffs, <laughs> we got the – we got the Rams taking on the number one seed, Green Bay Packers. And Denny and, and Linda, I know, are, are watching right now. They're probably doing cartwheels right now. The Packers are number what one are seed, the, uh, hosting the Rams. The Six and a half, uh, Packers are favorite. I don't think they cover, but I'm taking the Packers. The Packers win that game. Yeah. I don't know, man. Something about the Rams' defense. They have no offense. One thing you do have to uh, take into consideration, Rogers, you, know, you know, Jalen Ramsey this year, the whole year gave uh, up 320 yards yeah. receiving. Yep. And he's going to be, and he's going to be flanking in Devontae Adams. Right. Who else is going to do? I know, I, I know Ramsey's great, but it's, and, and but he's going up against Devontae Adams. That's going to be a battle, but I just don't think, I just see, look at the Packers. I just think they have too much. I, I just don't right. know how they beat the Rams or how the Rams Aaron beat them. Rogers, Aaron Rodgers has this way of putting the ball in the only spot it can be mm-hmm. to, for him to catch it. Um, it's going to be a Robert Tunyon game, guys. Robert yeah, Tunyon. yeah, that's right. That'll help you, huh, Sean? Yeah, I don't really care about that right now. I'm already done in that. <laughs> Fantasy playoff draft. We lost both our quarterbacks, so it's over. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm t- again. I don't think the Packers cover, but I'm taking the Packers to win. All right. Uh, yeah, got- I'm, I'm gonna. I, you know what? I'm gonna take the Packers, but I think it's. I, I could see the Rams winning. If the Rams had any offense whatsoever, I mean, Acres is good, but that's it. I mean, Woods, eh, Cup, eh. Cups banged no up too. Yeah. Cups banged up. Yeah. So we got, we got the Ravens and the Bills. Uh, Ravens are three-point underdogs to the Bills. Man, that's Josh a, Allen. That's the game. That's the game of the week. That um, probably is the game of the week. Well, yeah. You know, I um maybe that's a good one. Yeah, when we went into one. the playoffs, I I I picked the Bills to beat the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. Um, so I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep with that. I'm gonna go with the Bills. Um, but I would not be surprised at all if the Ravens win. Yeah, Ryan, I, I think I'm basically right with you on this. I'm the same. I think the Bills win, but I think I, I, I actually take the Ravens to cover. Yeah, yeah that's, I mean, it could be like a long game or something. Yeah, that's going to be a fun game, man. So that's, uh, that's uh, Saturday night, 8-15. Uh, Gary, what do you think? I like the Ravens, man. Okay. I, 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 can't, I can't argue with you there at all. Uh, no, I can't uh. argue. Uh, probably a stinker. I watch it'll be the best game. Uh, the Browns take on the Chiefs. The Browns are ten point underdogs. Ten points. Yeah, no. I'm taking Good the Chiefs Lord. cover. I'm taking the Chiefs cover wow. all day, all day. I think they light them up, light them up. I think so too. Like a four, like a forty eight to twenty type game. I mean that that could go either way. that could go either way. That could be a weird game. I mean, you know, I, I love Andy Reid, but we all know what happens. With Andy Reid, he's won a Super Bowl last year. I, I don't think, I don't think he gets past this game. Do you think the Browns beat the Chiefs? I, I think the Browns, the Browns upset the Chiefs. Wow! wow. Fuck! Wow. That's a bold what statement. Fuck! Fuck! 
You can get some good money on that money line if you grab yeah, it. Yeah, but bro, you um, you really feel that way. You got a hundred bucks, man. You should lay on it. Um. Ah, man. I think there's no. I think there's no way. I think the Chiefs then a complete blowout. I mean, I think the Chiefs win. I don't know if they cover or not. Um. It's hard. In I guess it's hard. It's hard to do that in playoffs, man. Bruh. Just because Mark asked for it again. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna. I, I kind of agree with Ryan. I think it's a blowout. I think the Chiefs just run away with it. I do think. Well, we'll we'll see what happens next week. I I just. It's hard to repeat in the NFL. That's all I'm gonna say. Buccaneers. Tom Brady taking on Drew Brees. Quarterbacks one and two as far as yardage and touchdowns and all that stuff go at it on Sunday night. The line is three. Saints favored by three. That's gonna be uh that's gonna be a hell of a game. So that's why I'm like, Bills, Ravens is gonna be good. Man, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so I'm I'm taking the Bucks outright. I'm taking the Saints. It, it is hard to beat a team three times in the same year, and I don't it like is. the way Drew Brees is throwing the ball at all. I'm, like taking, I'm taking I'm taking the Bucks outright. I, I I think that the uh, the Saints defense is too good. I think that um, Kamara between Kamara and Thomas that they got enough offensive weapons. Mm-hmm. Although the Saints seem to let everybody down every year, so but I'm going to take I'm going to take the Saints to win and cover. To get, to bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs is is a difficult task. I I man, I, I, mean, I, I, I I'm siding towards the Buccaneers here. I don't know what it is about them. I I just think that they're gonna. It's gonna be a, a Buccaneers, Packers, Rodgers, Brady, NFC Championship mm. game. Imagine well, either that. way, Rodgers, Brady, or Rodgers, Breeze would be. Uh, yeah, that's. But, but imagine Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Lambeau Field for the NFC Championship game. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. Should be. Yeah, should I be mean, because cool. Breeze isn't as good outside, so. Right. But obviously, Brady knows how to play outside, so. Yeah, should be fun. So enjoy the games this weekend. NFL, that's gonna be a lot of. That's gonna be a good time. Um, I got to come up with some music or something because it's time for while you were drunk. Um, and you know, th- so if you missed it last week, basically, what we, there you go. That's a good. That's good music. Just burp. I gotta start jotting down some stories. Weird not having anybody come on you. So. Basically, uh, it's just a bunch of stories we're going to go through. It's, it's things that we, we're not going to spend a lot of time on, but things we feel are worth mentioning. So, all right, I guess I guess those guys aren't going to fucking talk about it. Fucking, both Mike and Gary both fucking leave. Fucking assholes. All right, so, Nickel. Hey, it's time for While You Were Drunk. Oh, see you guys. What the fuck? What a fucking jet bag. <laughs> that was that was actually pretty good. <laughs> All right. So the first story um, that I had uh, jotted down this week was Nickelodeon. You had the Saints taking on the Bears on Nickelodeon. Uh, so I, I got to see some of the highlights. Mike, you, you saw a little bit of it. So what, what was some of the things they did? No, I didn't. I didn't see any of it. I just read an article about it. Okay. So I and saw some like it was. It was basically it was like ESPN article. The writer was basically like, "I watched it and it was entertaining. I didn't see 
the offensive coordinators. I didn't have it like, is this guy going to be a head coach mm-hmm. job? It was like a lot more kind of laid back and fun instead of it being such a, you know, it was less professional. Like being all like serious, right? West, in West, I had Nate Burleson did a fantastic job with it. Um, you know, they, the the one girl they had like a fifteen year old girl that's you know prominent. Uh, you know, one of the prominent too, actresses on too uh, old. She's too old on Nickelodeon, and uh, and you know she asked questions about like you know what it's like to be tackled the Burleson, and he's able to kind of say it's like falling down the steps and hitting, you know, hitting your leg on like every step down. Um, you know, one of them made the, the analogy. I, I think I was talking to you guys before we went on the air of, you know, Drew Brees is like the, the kid in dodgeball that like always hits, you know, the target and stuff like that. So they kind of so made they it had like a little that. fun, they, like little fun graphics and stuff. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was analysis that a kid would understand. It's trying to get the kids into the mm-hmm. sport a little bit. It did slime um, when this team scored a touchdown. There was slime graphics all over the field and SpongeBob. Yeah, first, you had SpongeBob yeah. between the the, the, the uprights, the field the uprights when yeah. they kicked the field. Pretty cool. The first down marker was like this neon bright kind of line. When they scored a touchdown, there was cannons that slime the yeah. uh, end zone yeah. after it. So, so next year they already made a proposal that the Cowboys would be played on Comedy Central. <laughs> <laughs> Said that about the Eagles too. Honestly, that's where I was going. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the, uh, Boogie Cousins. So last week, I love that fucking name. I I mentioned about Boogie Cousins coming back his first game after tearing his ACL, and he got ejected. Well, guess what? He got ejected. He got it. Oh, Ryan's blowing his nose. Nice. Hey, Boogie. 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 Oh shit! That's not a name, my kid. That's not. I'm gonna name him Boogie. Um, he got ejected again for uh, having a, a a hard foul on LeBron. So now he's been ejected twice in the last week. Um, at some point, you know something's. Gonna, you know he comes back and he does. I would imagine if he gets ejected again relatively soon, he's probably gonna be facing some some music. I think it was actually a pretty hard foul too on LeBron. Like they said, he was going for the ball. Dude, he hit him right. I mean, he literally came over the top and just whacked him right in the face. It was it was pretty bad. But at this point of his career, what the hell else does Boogie Cousins have to lose? Nah, he, Boogie, yeah. You know what I mean? Which is, but you know what is funny? Boogie Cousins called out, uh, called out James Harden for his professional. Boogie, he's, got, um, he's, not, he's been on the team for about six games. Mm-hmm. And he's... Yeah. And he's already like you know calling out the, the best franchise player ever. <laughs> Polsky said, you know, "Boogie is sticking around." <laughs> so he does have a first name, just so everybody knows. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's the it, Marcus. Uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick rejected Boogie. the Presidential oh, Medal of Freedom. Um, yeah, he had a statement. I had it saved. I'm not reading it, but basically, he basically said, "I, you know, I, I have more important things going on right now." You know, pretty much. Oh, Steve said Boogie's basically on one-year deals these days, isn't he? And he's yeah, he's right. Um, but Bill Belichick basically rejected the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Um, yeah, he, he went up a notch on my belt. That puts him at notch one. I was surprised because, especially because um, the owner there, uh, Kraft and and Trump are big friends. I, I was surprised at that response. So, uh, Darren Sproles, 
is being inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame out of Kansas State, where he owns huh. 21 school records that still oh, wow. that still stand. He had 25, four of them were broken since he's retired since he left college, which is a long time ago. He's been in the NFL for a long time, so. That was pretty cool. I I, I, yeah. I thought I wanted to mention that. Uh, we don't want to forget about Darren Sproles, man. He was a great player here, a great player for the Saints and Chargers for so many years. So, uh, so congratulations, Darren. Yeah, he was fun to watch, wasn't he? Oh, my God. In his heyday when he was with the Saints, dude, like his first yeah. two or three. Well, actually, like the last year or two in San Diego and then the, la- the first two or three years with the Saints. That catch oh. against Pittsburgh when he was here. here. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, Dick Vermeil. Again, we're, we're playing now while, or going through while you were drunk. Things, stories you may have missed while you were drunk. Uh, Dick Vermeil was, uh, had hit, put his input in the, in the uh, Deshaun Watson situation. Uh, basically said that uh, Deshaun Watson needs to change his diapers. Um, basically called him a baby and that he has no right to make any decisions on the team. Decisions um, on the team. Um, and basically said, you know, he's a big, being a big baby and said it's time to change his diapers. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? I agree with him. I, <laughs> Bunch of child. I, I, like, I don't know exactly where I want to start. I think the Sean the Sean Watson has a little bit. I mean, he traded everything, and he was still going and going. And then he tra- traded the Andre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he has all, a legitimate gripe. Yeah, like all he wanted was Eric Bieniemy interviewed. That's it. That's all he wanted. So, like, I mean, what's he supposed to think? They've done nothing to build a team around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if there's if there's an organization that's in worse shape than the Eagles, if there's an organization that you could look at and like, if the Eagles that the Eagles could look at and laugh, it's Houston. Right. So, <laughs> like, I, I, I'm, I agree with Mike. I think he has a legitimate gripe. Mm-hmm. I. I don't know about legitimate. I, I think he. I think his mouth is kind of going on a little too far with it. Um, I, I. I just don't think he has. Um, I, I, he doesn't have any right to, you know, tell teams, you know, or tell the GM of a team what what should and shouldn't be happening, who they should hire, all that. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I just don't think it's necessary. I, I think he's. You're a player. You're not an executive. Right. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. he went about it the wrong way, but like, I, I get, like, like it, I, I get where he's coming from. Like, I get it. Right. You've traded, you, you've traded everything. No. You don't like, think that Tom Brady had some say in some of the stuff that went on? Uh, um, Sean Watson is not Tom Brady. See, that's Sean Watson's a franchise uh, quarterback. At, at this point in his career, he might be better than Brady was at this at the same point so that's why i think that might be a little unfair um because i I don't know that's just two different situations tom brady's been established for so long he had rings yeah i don't know maybe maybe that's unfair on my part to say that yeah i mean it's a touchy situation i mean you could see with like any side of it uh, and then my final story for uh, – I just uh, hope he doesn't end up with the fucking Washington football team. That's all I'll uh, I can see that too. I yeah. can see that. Uh, my final story is uh, one I know you guys want me to bring up. Uh, Von Miller, Denver Broncos sure. defensive lineman, is under investigation. And 
this, if you if you just look at the story that Von Miller's under investigation, the 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 story's kind of vague. And uh, detail. We're not so sure because this was pretty recent. About a week ago, texts were released between Von Miller and his ex-girlfriend. Um, he basically told his ex-girlfriend that he is praying for a miscarriage and that he wishes that she would fucking disappear and get an abortion. Um, he also called her a fucking liar. I should have left your dog ass in the streets. <laughs> but I mean... You know, that's I mean, just, is that enough for a criminal investigation? I mean, it's just words. He didn't assault her. She uh, she says, since you all want to know, here's your MVP. I'm tired of protecting you. Here's who you are. Cut it out, kid. Uh, he denied the text. He said they're not true. Fake news. The reality of somebody leaving you makes people wake up literally crazy. It's a classic trap. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, there was other shit. Uh, apparently, there was some other text that went on. Maybe she's claiming abuse. I don't know what the whole story is, but um, if if only if only she had ordered from Flushy.com, uh, none of this Straight may off. have happened. And actually, Straight as I off. said it, as I said it, look what just popped up. Look what just popped up. Polsky <laughs> with Flushy.com. Uh, Steve said, for what? Dressing stupid? <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know the whole story, but I'm I'm willing to bet being that those texts came through rather recently. Um, I'm I'm thinking it might have something to do with that. Look, we don't know the situation, so it's hard to comment on it. But hey, you know if you if you didn't burn his fucking chicken, maybe uh, maybe you've been all right. Maybe this wouldn't have happened. So. So are we talking Kyrie Irving on the why you were drunk? Or are we just gonna that's wait all you go for it? Let's close it out with the Kyrie Irving story because yeah, why not? Into the bucket. Where's my chicken? So Kyrie Irving, if you haven't, if if you've been drunk for the whole week, has been missing in action from the Nets, and no one knows why. Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Right, Ryan doing the pose. Yeah, I'm like Ryan or um, Kyrie Irving was on um, some uh, promotion for a. I don't know what senator or congresswoman or something like that um, in New York um, showing support and, you know, helping in the middle, like right before the game started um, for the Nets when he's completely healthy and could play. But instead he's promoting that. Um, they haven't even heard from him. They can't get the plot, the plot think it's after they signed – um, after they traded for Harden, um, they they haven't been able to reach him. So apparently he wasn't on board with that. He's still pissed about the Steve Nash coach decision. The hiring, right? So I guess he played a couple of games. I got to pee, fellas. And he played a couple games, and then after that decided that he didn't want to do it. Um, he doesn't like playing second fiddle to, to Durant, maybe. But he, you know, signed the multi-year deal with Durant there, kind of this form the team. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a mess. Kyrie Irving is is a mess. I don't know if he's going to get traded or what they're going to do with him now. Yeah, but apparently, he, who knows when he's coming back? Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll get into the uh, actually. I mean, we could do it now if you want. Uh, well, we could do it later. Uh, we you know let's let's do it later. I want to talk Flyers first, but. 
with the Harden trade and all that stuff, I mean, we, you know, it's a situation where you had the big three, and now, you know, Ky- yeah, you might be going down to two because Kyrie doesn't want to play basketball anymore. Uh, it's just a weird situation. We'll, we'll get and, they gave up, yeah. and the thing is, is they gave up a ton of their right. other players for it. So, right. like, I don't know who else they have on that team. Hey, Gary, right weren't, Gary, weren't you going to do Corner Pop Popcorn tonight? Yeah. Yes. All right. Okay. So, Gary wants yeah, we'll, to. We'll Gary, yeah, he wants to head out in a little bit. So, uh, he's got it. He's yeah, got yeah. He's got to work tomorrow. So, um, we'll wait until uh, Ryan comes back in a second. But yeah, uh, we'll we'll and we'll do, we'll uh, um, go through that go through that trade in a second and 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 see. You know, obviously, we'll talk Sixers and see if they if the Sixers should have given up with with the uh, Houston Rockets gave up because or with the Nets gave up to get James Harden. So. Um, okay. You know, we all know we we all know our decision on this, but we'll we'll tell the tell the world to see what they think. Right. Yeah. Our five listeners, you know, the world. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, Garrett. So, and this is another new segment we started last week. We started in 1970. So, if you were with it, with us for the last year, we were doing a corner pub jukebox, which was music over the last 50 years. Now we're doing movies. So these are the top grossing movies of 1971. And number 10. A movie called Walkabout. Never heard of it. Nope. Uh, number nine, The Conformist. Never heard of that Conformist. one either. Conformist. That sounds familiar now. Number eight, Clute. Hmm. This one you might know. Number seven, The Andromeda Strain. The what? Andromeda Strain. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I've, I've recognized the title. Here's number six, Dirty Harry. Ah, oh. you gotta ask yourself, do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> uh, number five, Harold and Maud. Hmm. 1971. Number four, Straw Dogs. Straw Dogs, I know Straw Dogs, yeah. yeah. That was remade. Really? Yep. Yeah, it was remade. Yeah, it was. Number three, The Last Picture Show. The Last Picture, oh yeah, yeah, I know The Last Picture, yeah, yep, yep. Number two, The French Connection. Uh, that's a uh, Gene Hackman. That's one of his best. And in and, and 1971, number one, A Clockwork Orange. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. You know, I got to I got to. That was actually the number one movie, really? I got to tell you. I got to tell you about Clockwork Orange. I think that movie's grossly overrated. Overrated. I. I, I always thought of it as a, a cult classic, not a number one type movie. I've never heard of it. Stanley, you never Co- heard of it? Stanley Kubrick, uh, Malcolm McDowell is, uh, dude. You've had you you you. How do you not uh, ever hear a Clockwork Orange? Huh? Now I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you should watch it. it. See what you think. I think it's. I think the movie's overrated. I, I think it's. Maybe it's just because it's dated, but I don't know. It was a weird movie. Yeah. And some honorable mentions: Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Ah, is it Where was that? raining? Is it snowing? Is a <laughs> hurricane a blowing? Number twelve, Mike. Not 12, a okay. speck of light is showing, <laughs> but the danger must be growing. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh Jesus Christ! Fiddler on the Roof. Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> Number uh, 17. Uh, 
Da 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 da. If I was a rich man, yeah. Number twenty, the original Shaft. Yeah, Shaft. Yeah, yeah. Take it. So I'm not to cut you off, but I'm sorry. But your backs. That's what you do. But Katori, is going to be out for a little bit. He hurt his shoulder. He's having an MRI tomorrow. Great. That's man. That's going to hurt the power play. It's going to hurt the whole team. And then the last, last but not least, 1971, last honorable mention is Willard. Uh, Willard. Wait, that's 1971? 1971, brother. Willard? Willard. I thought that was an 80s movie. Nope. Oh, I'm thinking of Willow. I'm thinking oh, of Willow yeah, with the fucking little... Oh, I hated that fucking movie. Willard. Is that the original one? With, like rats or something? Yes. Assault oh, and they remade that. The Sultan uses only his friends. His pet rats. Yeah, yeah. And they remade that with that fuck Crispin Glover. Okay. To, to, to exact revenge on his tormentors. All right. I was saying Willow. Ernest <laughs> this fucking Ernest ugly Ernest ass midgets. Ernest Borgnine stars in it. Oh, okay. All right. That was Corner Pop Popcorn, 1971. So we knew about, I don't know, half the movies, I guess. Yo, your brother, Ryan. Your brother never heard of A Clockwork Orange. What? <laughs> no, I never heard of that movie. Damn, dude. Damn, open your horizons, bro. Jesus. Actually, open your eyes is actually a good phrase to see that movie. True. Yeah. Yeah, bro. They, got the, they, got the, they put the clamps on his eyes. Oh, my God. God, yeah. why, why tomorrow? What's it a thrower? Uh, it's a psychedelic fucking. Thing. It's I don't like know. A, I didn't. I didn't like it, but that's just me. It's like a futuristic kind of. I don't know. Like a, Stanley like Kubrick movie. Yeah, it's like a psychological. I don't want to say thriller, but you gotta watch that, man. I'll check it out. You know, I, I'm sure we'll. Maybe I'm trying to think. But there's some other movies that like that kind of go in that realm with me, like that I just didn't. So French Connection was what number two that year? That was yeah, good. That's a good movie. But, but there's a couple I other ones. Not, I actually never seen that. But like, <sighs> kind of along the lines of like a Clockwork Orange, like Apocalypse Now. And maybe that's coming up in a couple of years while we do this. I thought that's another movie. That I was like, uh, nah, I'm you out. Don't like that? Nah, nah. Wow. Just, See, I would think a uh, Clockwork Orange, maybe something like Train Spotting is. Yeah, and I wasn't a fan of that either. Yeah. So yeah, Ryan, you never seen French Connection? Mm-mm. Watch yeah. it. Yeah, Gene, Gene, Hack, Gene Hackman. It's Gene Hackman's fucking classic, dude. So we had Gene Hackman and Gene Wilder in our uh, 1971 movies. That's pretty yes. good. That's good hold shit. On. Hold, on, hold on, Papa She wants to say something. All right. Uh, the, you look at, you're looking at the screen, Papa She. Ask him what? What's one of the classic lines in that movie? What's a classic line in the French connection? Oh, tell us, Dad. Tell us that. Pick your feet in Poughkeepsie. What is it? You pick your feet in Poughkeepsie. You pick your feet in Poughkeepsie. You pick your feet in Poughkeepsie. They don't know what that is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Classic line. So, uh, while you were just talking about Sean Couturier, uh, the Flyers kicked off their season this, year, this week, and they have two straight wins over the Pittsburgh Penguins. Six to three and what? What was the final of this game? Six to three. Five two. Five five two. Damn. Mm-hmm. 
Damn. That's pretty – that's a good start, man. Um, the power play has looked great uh, so they far. Two, they got two more tonight. They were actually outshot on their power play. Seven to four, and they got two goals. Wow. Do you know Carter Hart – Yeah, Carter Hart played well. Their first game against the Penguins was the most viewed Flyers game in 12 years. And it's the biggest regular season opening game ever. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Pretty wild. And that's that's great for the NHL because usually with the NHL that like the the NHL's revenue doesn't come from TV. And if you notice that the the game the game was at five thirty, by the way. And and that game was the biggest regular season most viewed regular season season opening game ever. So So if you're saying the Flyers game was was bigger than um the playoff games too, viewership wise? Yes. No. Wow. No, no, no. I, no. I just, biggest, I just, I just. Let me say the, the third. Let me say it for the third time, the biggest regular season opening game ever. Regular season for the Flyers opening or game any team. ever. Any team. NHL. Any but, team. But Ryan before that, but Ryan before that said it was the biggest Ryan viewership game for Flyers. Ryan didn't say that. Gary, like Gary said. No, I didn't say it. Sean said it. Gary said. But it. you said it. Like, or Gary said. I'm sorry. Gary, was, well, Gary. Said it was the biggest viewing for the Philadelphia Flyers in 12 years. And that includes the playoffs? Yes. Okay. Thank you. That's all I was trying to get yeah, out of yeah, Nothing. Yeah. You can, Sometimes you can I'll tell people. Or... And I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. You know what? Fuck you that stat. Tell, you, can, you can tell people. Or, uh... I mean, what else is there to do? Fuck that stat. Let's oh. move on. <laughs> they played good. They played well, man. The power play looks good. Um, Farabee, Farabee looked great in game one, and and uh, I didn't get to watch most of the game tonight because it fucking cut out on me. I could have went over and reloaded, but I'm too busy talking to you jagalins. And um, and the connecting, you said connecting had a, a hat trick. Yes, um, Giroux. Apparently, he uh, he was plus three tonight. He had two assists. He had uh, almost twenty minutes of ice time. Voracek had two assists. He was plus two, I believe it said. What about Kevin Hayes? He had. He was. It was a Kevin Hayes game. He had his chances. Yeah, he did, he scored a, a couple times. It was a Kevin Hayes game. Yeah, he scored a garbage time goal in the first game. The goal is the goal, brother. Oh, absolutely. Ah, absolutely. Sydney uh, Crosby got one of them shitty goals too. Yeah, off a bad turnover. So it's funny you say that. So Sidney Crosby made a second-year goaltender look like a second-year goaltender. <laughs> yeah, because Carter Hart come out of the net, tried to play the puck. He baited him. He baited him. Yeah, he got caught. He's the only one that could have probably scored that goal on yep. Hart there. Um, but Gustafson uh, in the first game uh, could have had two goals. He actually got one. I think it was credited. I forget who was credited to in the first. Uh, I, was I that the one that went to Patrick? Uh, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe went to Patrick, and then he hit, but he scored the first goal of the season, and they were both on the power play, and so yeah. that that's in, that's very encouraging to have a guy uh, quarterback in your power play unit and and leading to goals there, and but then Gustafson had a bad turnover later that led to the goal. I think that tied it at three. This the first game, by the way. Um, yeah, at the beginning of the third period. Yeah, they recovered, you know, and they and they they won the game, you know, like I said, six to three, and that's awesome. But if he takes that power play to the next level, Sean, that's what we need. That's what did him in last year. Yeah, the power yeah, last, last year in the, in the playoffs, <laughs> even the series they won against Montreal, like they couldn't right. generate anything on the power play. 
Zero power plays in that fucking bubble power, uh, playoff game. I still, I'm still uh, apprehensive. I know it's been a good two games, and I, I hate to say it, they scored 11 goals in two games, which is fantastic. I just, you know, this is two games. And, and like, consistency, right. and I'm just worried about the scoring, and I'm worried about the power play, and I'm, I'm just, I don't know if they're going to be consistent enough. I don't know. Let's um, see where they're at in a month. It, I mean, we, we, I'm looking forward to seeing Patrick and, and Lindblom gel with their line. I mean, Farrah, I, I, was, I wasn't expecting Farrah to go off like he did in the first game. That's fantastic. Morgan Frost is another one, if he can come through um, and, and produce for him. And Nolan Patrick. I mean, I know you just said it, but if Nolan Patrick can produce for this team like he like they drafted him to, dude, look at yeah, him. They, they drafted him to be that bona fide 40-goal years guy. And if he turns into that, man, it's just going to bring the rest of the roster. These are all young guys that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, like – you're not going to see him shine early. Like it's going to take time. But I, when when you get closer to the end, to the mid end of the season, I think that's when you'll see him. Mm-hmm. If he's in the lineup, if everything goes well. Like right. I, well, that, there's, a of, there's a lot of what ifs in any sport, bro. What if the Eagles yeah, ran the ball? You. But it's a but it's a big what if with Nolan Patrick if he can come back from this fucking concussion thing. What, um, what if the Eagles ran the ball more, Gar? Yeah, what if they lined up in the eye formation more, bro? Oh, Man, what I have, right. I, I'd fucking cream my pants. What if Elijah High, uh, Holyfield came in and been, was a starter, bro? No, I'm not worried about him no more. Oh, uh, you're not? Be, uh, so he's Must out be. of your ear? Yeah. Oh, that's it? That's it. He's done. Must be weird not having anybody come on you. <laughs> yeah, he's done until until you see him in fucking training camp next year. Yo, Elijah, how old feel, man? Oh. Yo, his dad Yo, guy. His dad. Running Yo, he, 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 he could be that Corey Clement replacement, man. Oh. Good night, fellas. <laughs> I got work in the morning. <laughs> go home and get your fucking shine box. All right, Gary, we'll see no, you. No, man, right. they're taking him off the practice squad. Do you think he's going to start? <laughs> That's great. He's on the practice squad for a reason. <laughs> oh, you're serious? You're out, bro? Oh, yeah, yeah he has to work tomorrow, yeah. All right, homie, I'll talk to you, bro. Good night. All right, Gary. I get the fuck out of here. <laughs> he's still on. I just kicked him out. Okay, hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Bring him. Oh, he, no, he, he, he lied down. <laughs> I cut I cut him off and he's laughing. I can see him in the lobby laughing. I was gonna bring him back on and then he cut himself out. Get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> that's great. He just swiped off the. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And you see him swipe off. <laughs> oh shit. So, uh, all right. So why don't we uh, why don't we finish up here with the 76ers because. Um, well, you know what? You know what? Why don't we talk about this? Why don't Why don't we do this, Mike? Uh, let's talk about the Harden trade. Why don't we Why don't we segue into that because that we, that can lead into the Sixers. James Harden was traded finally after you know a couple months of bitching and whining and throwing balls at players and all kinds of shit Get, and getting really and getting fat. fat and getting fat. Uh, Dude, that picture was great. <laughs> With him so like he comes he comes showing up and he's like just. 
He basically like ate himself out of Houston. Like Yep. You know, and not Whitney. And not Whitney. The NBA. It's the NBA, dude. The NBA is a I love basketball. The, I love it. The inmates, the yeah. inmates are on the asylum, joke. man. It's a fucking joke. Yep. And and he got he got exactly the place that he wanted to go. And he and they got a king's ransom for him, even though he had the team over a barrel. I'll be back, guys. Dude, the, the fucking Nets aren't going to have a first round pick till 2030. Yeah, it's 2028, I believe. Yeah, like that's insane. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Or they'll have a first round pick, but it'll be the worst between theirs and the, and, then the, right. and, and four of them. And, and where Houston? Likely, yeah. Where Houston's at right now? Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's it's. it's well, where the Nets are going to be in three years? Yeah, like five <laughs> years. Yeah. So, so Houston will probably have a lottery pick the next two or three years, mm-hmm. and then probably have the Nets lottery pick two, three years after that. Right. So yeah. as they're building and getting better, they're going to have two, three lottery picks still. And the Nets are going to suck, and they're not going to be able to get a player to get in there to, to right. actually do anything about it because it's just they're, they don't, they're not going to have picks. And they also got Victor Aldipo. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah, kudos, I think, kudos yeah. to the Rockets, man. Yeah, for, for a player that had him over the barrel that they absolutely had to get rid of, they got a King's Ransom. Yeah, it's and – And, and there's, there's people that are, like, saying that the, the, the Rockets were to lose this and that's were the winners because they got no the best No way. No way. No way. And, again, yeah. I'll say it, shame on the NBA for letting a trade like this happen. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is crazy, dude. This is nuts. Sixers have seriously dodged a bullet. I'm glad James Harden's not here. Yeah, I mean, we're we're kind of a little bit down on Simmons. Mm-hmm. All of us are a little bit down on Simmons, but I'm not sure if, if – and if it was maybe a swap for Harden and Simmons, you might want to give it a shot. But, man, you're talking Simmons and Maxi and maybe Thibault and draft picks or something. No. Like, it crazy. No, no way. No way. If it was the, Simmons, if it was Simmons and maybe see the Sixers couldn't have drafted of generated them picks anyway because they, if, they don't have a first round they do but if it was pick swaps the Rockets would just keep their pick like there's because of where the Sixers are at right now you know what I mean so it, nothing would change with the swaps. Well, I mean, the swaps are later in the year. So, I mean, the Nets are in the same – the Sixers and the Nets would be – they're in the same position. No, not, think- not, not in the future. In five years, the Sixers probably still won't be in the lottery. The Nets will. So, you're saying that you don't think that the Sixers are going to be in the lottery because – well, you're expecting them to be healthy enough to continue on. Well, even even if it's not, like five years down from now, the Sixers shouldn't be in the lottery. Well, I guess if they had Harden – and Harden was gone, and they had Embiid, and Embiid was gone. Then you're talking right, right. Whatever. It doesn't matter, right? Um, it's just again shame on the NBA for letting a trade like this go down. This they traded their whole front court. They traded. Uh, they don't have a first round pick to what you said, Mike. Twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight will be the next time that they get to not have a pick or a swap pick. 
Right. right so and there's, and there's Cleveland gave a Milwaukee pick in there. They gave up Lavert. Right. They gave they, up Allen. Dudley. Um, they don't have Dinwiddie. They're like so. Okay, so they got James Harden. Kyrie Irving's a nutcase. Um, so Durant's kind of a prima donna too. I mean, a little bit. So I tell you what, right, if things go sour, right now, he's out. <laughs> yeah. So and he's for, probably on one of those deals that they they could get rid of him too, mm-hmm. or that, so, that he could walk too. So for go right ahead. now, the Nets are much watched TV. I can't wait to watch the Nets play. I can't because I just want to see it. Them, them guys on the court together, I want to see it. But push comes a shove. This team in the playoffs, like, yes, you got James Harden, who might be the most prolific scorer in NBA history. But who's playing defense on that team did, did, with no front court? Has Harden, no right, has Harden won a championship yet? Right? He had Wessel, Russell Westbrook playing next to him, and he couldn't win. And Chris Paul. And Chris, right, Boyd, and Chris Paul. Had, right, and Dwight Howard in his prime. Right, and, and he couldn't win with, with those guys. You know, James, James Harden apparently got Dwight Howard traded mm-hmm. from Houston because he wasn't passing the ball. That's how much of a fucking prima donna James Harden. First of all, James Harden in Brooklyn, that's going to be fun. All those clubs, you know, going clubbing with Kyrie if they get along. I mean, who knows if they if they get along. Who, you know, I don't know who. Well, Kyrie, Kyrie may never play basketball. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if Kyrie even, like, gets along with anybody now. now I tell you what, out of, out of, if you made, you know, you want me to make a list of, you know, five or ten guys that I can't stand in the in, in sports, Kyrie's on that list. Yep. I, I, I cannot stand that dude. And I, no, I don't care. Like, you know, if he was on the Sixers, I'd absolutely hate him. Him being on like their their rivals, I'm like, good. Yeah. And you know, don't want to say good for me, but I called it, dude. Like this. Oh, good for you. Kyrie Irving's a fucking nutcase. Mm-hmm. Even if he comes back, right. he's gonna end up with some kind of injury. Like, right. You see the writings on the wall. He does not want to play for that team. Yeah. What was the other, th- uh, um, you know, he didn't play for against the Sixers the first matchup against the Nets because of personal reasons, and then, like, the next day that he's was out. Right, that was right after the attack on the Capitol building. And apparently he was using that as an excuse for the personal. I, yeah, I, but I now, now the, I don't want right. Which makes I don't, want, makes I don't no want to use the word excuse, but, like, he, he was using that as the personal reason. Which makes no yeah, but that's sense. Not- yeah, that wasn't the personal reason because he would be back by now. If it was the personal reason, has to do with the fact that he doesn't want to play there. He has some vendetta against, and that's the team that he just signed with a year ago. Like, what what happened that that he didn't realize was going to happen? And he really didn't play for them last year, right? No, no he, that's played, right. he, he, played, he played fifteen or twenty games, yeah, that's and it. Then he, he had a little injury. But they, I think that was a team decision to shut him down last year. Yeah, he just because what's the point? But. Still, like, I, he's making $33 million, dude. Yeah, why does he want to play well, basketball? Right now. <laughs> right now, he's not making anything. But well, I mean, he's why... giving away $33 million, right? Because he doesn't get paid if he's not playing, right? Well, that just came out. The NBA is, um, he's, I think it's 50000 a game. Like, he's losing game checks for every game he misses now. So, before and, that, he wasn't losing game checks? No, no. and he was not fine. Not for being hurt. Right, he was fined fifty-five thousand um, dollars. It might have been more than that. Uh, it might have been more than that, but still, I mean, regardless, it, 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 irregardless, as everyone loves, 
No, um, uh, regardless, it's you know it's money coming out of his pocket that he had, you know, should have been counting on if you just suit up and play. And I, 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 I kind of agree with you guys. I just don't think he 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 just doesn't want to play anymore. You he know? should just retire. If you retire, you still get the, the this year's salary. So just retire, collect your money, and mm. go do whatever. How does he get this year's salary if he retires? That's the way the NBA works. Yeah, you just... So you can play one game and just decide, hey, I'm out, I'm retiring, yep. pay me? Yep. That's another reason why the NBA is a joke, dude. Huh. Wow. That's something that, that, that was figured in the players' union. So – with all this, okay. are you glad? Did you already guys already talk about? It? Are you glad to? We talked a little bit about okay. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I was, yeah, yeah. I was taking yeah. a leak. Sorry. Yeah, I'm glad. In. I'm glad. You know, if you're talking about Ben Simmons and Thibel and a pick, I would have done it in a heartbeat. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but but looking at what the Nets gave up, I I just uh, nah. There, there's no Houston to me is. You know, is the big winner for sure. They Absolutely. have a chance. They don't have to tank. You know, I think Ryan and I were talking about this uh, over the week. They don't have to tank now. They don't have to do anything. They just they can keep playing winning basketball and still make mm-hmm. out with a good pick. Yeah, because because New Jersey's going to be bad in a couple of years. It's right. inevitable. And they gave away the- all their prospects, and their their best players are old and going to be gone in a couple of years. It's, and, and where yeah. Houston's at right now, now a lot of it depends on health. But if that team somehow stays healthy, you got um, <laughs> Boogie Cousins, um, you got John Wall, and you got Victor Aldipo. Like, mm-hmm. and Christian gonna, Wood. And Christian Wood. You're not going to win the title, but if if you stay healthy, you're going to be competitive. You're going to be a 4-5 or five seed in the playoffs. Not only that, but those guys, if you package two of them up to a team that wants, you know, needs some depth or something, you can get mm-hmm. something decent in return. You can keep building your – you can keep rotating that around. They can use that for a while. To yeah. keep, to keep just their so you know, just to keep them afloat until the, the the lottery picks start coming in. Right. And, and I'm not the rumor mill guy ever, but I did read an article that said that the reason that Harden's not in Philly is because basically under no circumstances, even though they probably offered a better deal, the owner of Houston did not want to give Maury Rich Harden and have Maury and Harden win a championship. Right outside of Houston, I can get that, but I I also commend the Sixers because they refused to put that Maxi in the deal, mm-hmm. which uh, which is crazy. I mean, the guy just the guy was a twentieth pick. He wasn't even like a lottery pick, and he's shined that much to where after five games they're not willing to put him in. I'm like he, or, dude, they must think he's going to be a superstar. The only, I mean, I the guess only thing is, like, how many picks were they talking though? You know, you're talking Ben Simmons. And, and Matt, Tyrese Maxey, and how many picks? Four picks, you know, I, I, four first rounders. Like, I'm, nah, man, for a thirty-one year old, like, I'm not, I'm not doing all that. And, and, and for, and, and for, and for a me but first guy. But apparently, it was really close because um, I heard today, um, Ben Simmons' agent was called yeah. and said he's probably going to be traded. Yeah. Mm. Maybe that's why Ben Simmons is. Well, Ben Simmons had a triple double last night. Yeah, but he yeah. had a 10, he had a ten point triple double. Yeah, but he started yeah. it started off not looking good. Like he he started off, I'm like, oh oh god, like did we make a mistake? You know, did we did we not? But well, the thing it's is, not a mistake. I mean, we could still get we could still trade him. I still don't know if he's 
I, I think in a in a right circumstance, he's valuable. Um, he just seems like he's lost a little bit of confidence too. I mean, at least scoring wise, he just doesn't seem confident. I, it seems like it might be in his head. Like, and you know what? I just wanna, yeah, I just want to see him dominate. That's not he's not going to. I don't think he's ever going to be that player. No, this is who he is, man. This is he's Ray John Rondo. Yeah. This with is, taller Ray John Rondo, but Ray John Rondo with, with less balls. You know, because Rondo, Rondo, Rondo will take, take shots. Yeah. Rondo will take shots. He he won't he won't take. Sh- he's under the freaking net. He's under the net and dishes it off. He, yeah, he has mean, a this layup. Is the, this is the last. Um, like like you have to see it here. Um, Embiid's out uh, on the road, the back to back road trip for the weekend. Um, which is like kind of like I mean we we texted about this. That's kind of. Weird, I guess. I don't. I don't think it's weird at all, dude. With where they were at with the COVID thing and everybody out, he played like a monster, and he was playing over forty minutes a game. You, and you had to know. You had to know. Do you think it's a load management thing? Yeah, I do. I do. For I, both I, games, I, yeah, yeah. I think this. Using, I think you're using the knee soreness thing as like it's not knee soreness. It's load management. He didn't look great though last night, um, running up and down. No. Up and yeah, down so me, right, right. He looked sluggish I, to me. He looked like the the uh, Embiid of last year. Honestly, like he wasn't he wasn't hustling like he normally. Is. So he could be a little banged up. Well, I mean, I think that you know, if there was a game for him to take off, that game was the game. Like I wasn't surprised to see a stat line. I just was hoping he wasn't hurt, which maybe he is now. But that's kind of the thing. Like I. When he took that game off, when everybody was back, he's like, look, I carried you guys. Um, you guys are going to have to handle this game. The thing is, though, by the end of this fifth, what, uh, 72, right, 72 games, if he doesn't play 60 games and and he loses 12 of those games to, to you know, whatever, low management and all, and then we get to the playoffs and, and he's, you know, looking like a piece of shit. That's the, yeah, that. I agree. That's different. But um, like we were talking in the text thread earlier. Um, I, I, I do so think this is playing. Play 60 games, um, but be 100% in the playoffs. That's all. He's having yeah. – it's hard. I don't want to shit on him, dude, because, you know, first of all, it's one of my New Year's resolutions that I made two weeks ago. But on top of that, um, I just think that uh, I, I'm just – he's playing great right now. He He's yeah. – when, he, when he's been out there, he he's just been – Absolutely phenomenal, and um, you know he's probably a top five player right now in the NBA with, with the way he's playing. So I just I would have been okay with them missing one game. The two games is kind of like wow, that's yeah. Who are they against? Who are the next? Um, one's Memphis. And First one's Memphis. Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Okay. okay. All right. So I mean I don't know. And when's Seth Curry <laughs> back? Is he tomorrow? He's back. Yes, tomorrow. Oh wow. So, so we're going to have everybody button beat and Mike Scott because apparently Mike Scott's got knee soreness and Mike Scott, nice guy and everything, but that's because really he's, he's still, re- he's still recovering from that race with uh, Justin. <laughs> he might still be. That might have tired him out because he hasn't might. been the same since. He hasn't. <laughs> you know what? I, that might be a conspiracy. We might have to blame Justin. Ever since that race with Justin, Mike Scott has not been the same player. Justin, where are you, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, I was never big on Mike Scott anyway, honestly. Um, you weren't part. Like, you weren't part of the. You weren't part of the Mike Scott high. <laughs> um, I 
you know, he's a eighth guy off the bench. Right. And so, that's and that's looking at the Sixers. I think that's what they're lacking. I think uh, eighth guy isn't that thirteen? Isn't that like the, the guy that doesn't make the team? No, you, there's twelve the players. Third, <laughs> the, the, the third or fourth guy. <laughs> right. I, I, I mean, like <laughs> I think they um, I think they need one more shooter. As crazy so, as crazy as that sounds, because you, you acquired a bunch of shooters that are starting for you. Uh, and yeah. if Maxie's your starter or if he's off the bench, whatever, still, you know, either way. But I, I, I do think that uh, one more one more shooter off the bench would be uh, with, with so this you, team. So between Seth Curry and Danny Green, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, do you consider Maxie or Milton a shooter? Um, I mean, better than what we had. Mike um, yeah. Scott's technically kind of that shooter. Yeah, he's – I see. That's where I was at. Like, I'm kind of surprised. You know, I, I never went over it and see who I would do instead. But I was surprised that they were starting both Danny Green and Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. I thought I was one too. of them would come off the bench. Yeah. For this reason. Uh-huh. So you had a legitimate shooter off the bench. Although, well, so who, do you, who do you start? Um, see that that, and again, I haven't gone over. So I guess. Say you say you brought. Danny Green off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't start Thibel. No, you can't start. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Thibel's too too much of an offensive deficiency. Right. He, 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 he's Simmons would be in trouble. Yeah, you're bringing him he in. Uh, you're you're bringing, starting, you're bringing Thibel in late in games now. Right. You can't start Shake. That's your backup point guard. So that's what I was gonna. You could start Maxi and and Ben Seth. Maybe that. Because Max is a scorer. I mean, he's Tobi- maybe a shooter, what, but he's a scorer. What, and Tobias and Embiid? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. What's that? So you're starting Ben, Embiid, um, Tobias, Maxi, and Seth. And Green. Or, or, or no, yeah, and Green, yeah. And then have. Bring in, bring in Seth and Shake. You, you could do that. And they might end up doing that because. I mean, Maxie's earned his playing time, dude. He's yeah, he's yeah. been fantastic. But so is Shake. But, but but hold on, hold on, hold on. There's another guy we're forgetting about, man, off the bench. Isaiah Joe. Really? Isaiah. Like I'm not quite Isaiah there yet. Joe. No, I'm not saying he's the bona fide bench scorer, but Isaiah Joe has shown a, a few things. Dude's a good shooter, man. Yeah. Uh... But does he do enough other things? Like, is right. he a good enough shooter in like a in a real situation? I mean, against you know the seven guys that Miami could dress. Right, right. That's one thing when you can only dress eight. Right, like if you're like you know, because this is where we're going. Like, if you're in a playoff game and you need a shot, um, you know, in the middle of the second quarter to keep us in it. Is he the guy you you know you're willing to give that shot? How, so. how about the other uh, Mazuis or what the fuck is his name? Matthias. Matthias. Matthias who hit the fucking the yeah uh, the shot to put him ahead. Uh, yeah, if they're fouling a guy on a three point shot, yeah. to take him behind. Which which was a bullshit call. That was a yeah, bullshit was a call. call. He never even touched him. Nope. But but the bottom line is why even near him when that play meant not like doesn't matter if he hits the three. Why even near him? Don't even defend him. Fucking let him shoot it. Who gives a fuck? And now you give him a, a, you know, a, a four-point play when it was unnecessary. But anyway, 
he's he's been playing a lot lately too. I, I'm surprised. I, I guess because of the COVID thing, because they've been yeah. I mean, down just so many people. Yeah. Right. But also, the, 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 I mean, Doc Rivers has proven through his career, like he's willing to give a guy a shot. Like these dudes, you wouldn't, you probably wouldn't even see. Besides the COVID thing, you probably wouldn't even have seen Maxi this much yet if Brett Brown was still here. No, you would not. I I don't think there's anybody that would disagree with you there. I, I Brett Brown would not even give him a chance. He he might have played as much as Isaiah Joe has played right, at this point. Right, and you wouldn't have seen Isaiah Joe yet. Like uh, no, you wouldn't have seen well, him again, without the COVID thing. You might have. I mean, you wouldn't right. have seen Isaiah Joe without the. But anyway, um, no, I mean they're. You know, it, it it kind of I guess worked out. They had two games where they got screwed over by the the COVID. By the NBA. And then they had, no, by, by the, the NBA. NBA. Fuck the NBA. And then, and then Miami got screwed over by the NBA. Which yeah, the only, was, apparently the only team allowed to have games postponed is the Celtics. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're six days in a row where an NBA game has been postponed now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota was postponed tonight. The Suns yesterday. I mean, there's just, uh, you know. Uh, so what are they doing? Are they going to try and make up these games? I, I, I would assume so. I mean, I guess we must have to, right? Well, there was another thing. Um, the NBA does not want games in August. Apparently, the ratings were terrible, like in, in the bubble when they did that last year. Well, I think the bubble games in general were were hard to watch oh yeah they were it 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 was like you were basically it was like watching them in a gymnasium with Mm -hmm. screens around them at least now i you're not looking it was because it was distracting to me Mm -hmm. as a viewer because that's that's all you are we're all viewers at that point and and when you see these fucking you know it's like watching us all day i don't know how you people do this but it's like watching us going but it's pixelated yeah. You know, all pixelated and clapping and off time and shit. You know, and uh it was distracting. It was and it just did not seem authentic. And that's why last year I'm like I don't even fucking care. Like it's just whatever. I, I just yeah, don't you know care. What? Is it, but is it that it was in August or was it the bubble or was it just I think it was a combination of everything, yeah. but bottom line, the ratings were terrible. And the NBA does not want to do that again. Yeah. So they're just going to forge through kind of like probably the way baseball did, the way the NFL did. Yeah. They're they're just going to forge through. But the, but the NFL didn't cancel any games. Yeah, no, they didn't. They so didn't I don't know if the NBA is going to make up the games or if they're going to basically do what the MLB did and basically like if the game matters, we'll play it. We'll find a way to sneak it in. I'll tell you I, what. I'm, that's, that's, that's probably what you're looking at. That's the thing. Like if any sport was going to cancel games, it would have been the NFL because of – you can't have a team play three days apart, right? So th- they made it. Well, I don't know. They damn near made play three days apart. Almost. I don't know how the hell. I don't. I. I just don't know how the hell they pulled it off, but they did. And so I don't know if that ruined Pittsburgh season, or it had, it had something to do with it. Pittsburgh at one point had played five games in like twenty-seven days. Yeah. yeah. Like it, it had something to do with them falling apart at the end of the year. Like I, I, I thought they were going to pick it back up. Like that was the weird. Like that was the strange thing. I, I wasn't sure what to make of them. But like I, I, like we all felt we talked about it. Like that Pittsburgh wasn't as good as the record, but even still, like you've seen it. You've seen the team just hit the decline. 
Yeah, I'm, the I'm, the I'm sure Bud Dupree's really thrilled. I'm sure Bud Dupree's real thrilled about playing all those games in that close proximity. Yeah. yeah. His season yeah. ended. He probably lost a million. Yeah, he lost all that shit. So, yeah. But then again, he could have opted out too. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's uh, it's just it's crazy to think that like the NFL didn't cancel anything, but yet, you know, the, you know, everyone else made it through somehow by canceling games. And I think the NBA is going to be the same spot. I, I don't think we're going to have any issues. I think because of the days off in between and all that stuff, I think the NBA will be fine. Yeah, they'll I'm figure out. Yeah, they'll figure Like, even if they add a week after the regular season before the playoffs or something, like, they'll figure it out. How does yeah. the NHL not have COVID situations? I know they just started. Because but... they're hockey players. They don't go to the clubs, dude. Yeah, but, I mean, dude, I mean, there's a lot of people getting COVID that, Aren't doing anything wrong. Yeah, it's, I, I mean, Ghost, 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 Ghost is on the list. Ghost is on the list. Oh, it's on the COVID list. Yeah, yeah. And actually, the NHL has, dude. Um, before, right before the season started with the testing, there was twenty-seven players that tested positive. Mm-hmm. Seventeen of them were on the Dallas Stars. Wow! Uh, so they did have a right outbreak. What a fucking jet bag. Oh, Gary's back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's that's Texas for you, though. Yeah, right? Everything's <laughs> bigger in Texas, including the yeah. COVID cases. <laughs> that's fucked up. They just don't care about it. It doesn't exist there, apparently. So, early early thoughts about the uh, Sixers and their season. Uh, despite the COVID battle, uh, despite being, first of all, Someone's like, this is so unfair. This is on Twitter, like the other. This is so unfair. Our our team, the Heat, only have seven players or, or eight players or something like that. It was the Heat only have eight players. This is unfair. This is unfair. I'm like, dude, the Sixers, Sixers had nine. The Sixers had seven. They had seven. Seven. That they had seven before that. Yeah. It's seven against the Nuggets. Eight technically because Mike Scott was dressed but could not play. So First, why did they? Why did they dress him? Why didn't they just say like we can't? Right. Mike Scott's hurt. He can't play. We don't have we don't have eight guys who can dress. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't. I don't. And then Doc Rivers goes off on bitches about it. It's like, well, you had a you had an opportune situation there to go. Nah, you know we we yeah, can't do. There's something, there's something you have to you, you have to have at least eight active players to be able to play, right? Right. You have to have eight players dressed. The right. Sixers did it. They had eight players dressed, but only seven can play. Right. That's so, dude. Yeah, they were changing out like that. And they hung in there. They, I, I give them credit, dude. I, so, I guess that was I'll, the game Max. He had thirty nine. Yes, against the yeah. Nuggets. Yeah, and I think that's what I was going to lead at. Like, despite that, they, they, they were down. I think they lost by ten. They were down like by a lot more at one point. They, they started coming back a little bit late. You know, in the, in the late part of the third quarter and the fourth. Um, but this team's got a lot of fight. They just, they just look like a completely different team to me. I, I still. I hate to go back to it. It's because they're coached so well, though. Mm-hmm. Like this, that kind of shit comes from coaching. Again, it's be. It's again, be like again, I don't want to. But uh, if Brett Brown was coaching this team on that, they'd have lost by fifty. They, they would have lost. I have a feeling that they would have lost. There, there's been a couple tight games, and they would have lost. Two or three decent games. They'd probably be somewhere around a 500 mark. There's at least three games that Brett Brown would have coached them out of. What's Brett Brown hmm. doing now, anyway? I don't know. 
Stop coaching. Yes, he is. He's coaching in Australia again. Oh, is, oh, he? oh is he really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I have people skills. Yes, you do, Brett. Yes, you do. Good dude. I mean, I hate to shit on Brett Brown. Cause nah, good dude, Brett, but, you know. Nice nah, he, went through, he went through a lot of shit, man, but. Yeah. Yeah, he was at the <sighs> Just didn't cut it here. The, yeah, he was at the forefront. He was the voice of the, the voice, the face of the organization when they put the fans through the process. So, kudos to Brett Brown. Thanks, but, you know, you're not good enough. Say Thanks, but fucking. I'll go home and get yeah. your fucking shine box. Exactly. I don't remember what I, I said, where I said they'd finish. Um, I said this year. I, know, I said three I know where seed. I, I know where I was. I got, I got smoked for it. I said three I, seed. Ryan said one. Yeah, I had them fifty-five and seventeen. Oh yeah, no, I, I remember I said that they were going to be like three, like four or five games over five hundred or something. It wasn't. It definitely. Oh yeah, wasn't. yeah, you had them. Oh, like, should have smoked you. Six, what the fuck? Six, six, no, seven. you guys did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We did. Fuck. Um, yeah, I think by the end of it, yeah, I, I was somewhere. I was like, oh, yeah, that'll be about four or five. And you're like, no, that's more six or seven. I'm like, oh, all right, maybe they'll win a couple uh, more. Oh, yeah, I think I remember that. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, oh, that's right, because we compared, we compared last year where they were record-wise. Yeah. It was around the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, I, um, so I think that I said that they were maybe going to make the second round. By now, I think that. You know, the way that they're playing and, and things are working out. Right now, my estimate would be conference finals. Yeah, I you I know. love I when they were when they were right, dude, they were seven and one. Mm-hmm. They were seven and one before COVID hit them. And they were about right. to hit they were about to hit a, like a meat part of their schedule. So you were really gonna find something out about them. Mm-hmm. So you really still Don't know. Don't know. Right, because they have they have not played the, the meat part of their schedule included the heat, but then the heat right. got struck with COVID. Right. So and you can't you can't evaluate the Denver game, which would have been a test because right. they didn't right. have their team. The, the Sixers didn't have their team. So you haven't had a you haven't had a you know a heavyweight bout. Right. Where both teams are 100 percent healthy, and you go toe to toe and see what you got. Mm. I thought it was going to be Toronto, but apparently Toronto sucks. Toronto's fucking terrible. Oh yeah. my god, they got like three wins, three or four wins. What about uh, Laurie? I, depending on what you have to give up for him, I I'm all in, all in on Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I mean, I, I like Lowry. I, I wonder what you have to give up for him. Because if they're um, not, if they're playing the way they are right now, and you would think, yeah, I mean, they're not going to tank though. So, um. Yeah, but Lowry's old enough to where, I mean, I don't know how many more years you've got of him. I yeah, mean, I would give up a first-rounder for him, obviously. Well, I mean, I, nobody gives a shit about a first-rounder until it's going to be late. Um, yeah, you're going to have to give him a flyer. Max to a first-rounder? No, 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 no. I don't, uh, no, I'm not trading Max I, I, I for think nobody. Max, he's going to be a player in this league, man. Yes, I'm not trading him for nobody. I'll give you a thigh bowl in a first-rounder for him. Because you're not losing anything defensively. Yeah, I mean, Thibault's kind of expendable right now. I, I don't know if Thibault's going to be all that great anymore. Yeah, it's a shame. I yeah. I don't know what it is that made me fall out of, you know, fall out of love with He just with doesn't Thibault. fit in. He yeah, just doesn't fit in. Right. There's something that seems to be. Get him a score. Right. And, but you don't have, like, 
that's the thing. You don't have to score to fit in, but there's something. Yeah, it's just something weird about it. I just fell yeah. out of love with him, man. Like I don't know. I don't know what he, it is. He's a bad. Well, it's it's not only that he doesn't score. He's a bad fit. Like you don't have to play on him. He hit two threes last so, night, though. But but still, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, so I'm not giving up Shake either. I'll no, give him Isaiah. I'll give him Isaiah Joe. A second round pick. Nobody gives a shit about your damn second round pick. <laughs> Um, I don't know for an older player, man. Danny like, Green, would you give Danny Green for Laurie? Yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, you probably have to give up pick too. No, only because again, if you trade Danny Green, you can't start Kyle Lowry in that spot. So you're saying that you basically have too many guys that are in that kind right. of position between right. Shake, right. Simmons, Maxi, right. So if realistically, it's got to be one of those guys for Kyle Lowry. You probably have to shake trade Shake or Maxi, and I'm not giving up either one of them. No. Sorry. Hmm. Last year, if you would have asked me if I would trade Shake Milton, I'd be like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Now all of a sudden, Shake looks like he can play. He might fuck around and be the I, man of the year award. I say that. I mean, Shake Shake was actually. He was actually okay for them last year. I, I I don't mean to be I don't mean to be mean there, but well, I mean he was good at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean nobody knew who he was in the beginning of the year. I think I'd have to look at the numbers and check it out. But I mean, Lowry's a veteran, and Lowry's got that champ- Lowry's got that championship playoff pedigree that you need. Ken Rogers just said, "So what? Shakes now untouchable." And that's the, that's the thing. I that's what I'm battling with, Ken. Um, yeah, I think. I think he's I would not, trade Shake. For, he's not on top. You would trade. You would. You would. Yeah. I know. It's. It's so. I know. It's. It's stupid. Like I said, if you would ask me last year, you'd take trade uh, Shake. Shake for uh, Kyle Lowry right up the right up. I'd be like absolutely. What do you do it? What do you have to give up? Is is Bradley Beal? Oh, forget. No. I, I, what do you have to give up for him? I, 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 that's what I was going to say. I, people are talking about that. Oh, let's move on to Bradley Beal. I was on our Twitter, uh, Corner Pot Sports Twitter page. Oh, well, we can move on to Bradley Beal. And I'm like, no, no, no. I'm no. telling you right now, if 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 you if people were reluctant to give up what they were going to give up for Harden, they're going to be the same for Bradley Beal. Because you're, I'm not saying Bradley Beal and James Harden are the same, but I think Beal's a couple years younger. And Beal right now, his where he is right now, he is way higher than what Harden is right now. Like he, he's you're gonna average. have to give, you're gonna have to give up like what like Harden just set the trade market for a top tier player, man. Mm-hmm. And you think Beal's gonna be getting more than right? I I I I don't yeah. I don't think he's gonna get I don't think uh, he's gonna get more than what Harden got. And Ken is back. Could have made him. Ken's right. I should say it could have made a move for Laurie or DeRozan two or three years ago. Absolutely. One hundred percent. I I wouldn't. I would have. Uh... What about Demar Derozan now? Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah, I haven't followed San, what he's done in San Antonio well enough to know. If you're going to make a trade, I mean, if you're going to trade someone, but again, I think how Kyle Lowry. Ryan, you're, you're in the same boat. Demar Derozan plays Shake Milton. Yeah, that's true. That's or, true. Like, or you got to give up one of those guys. So. And I'd rather if I'm going to give up one of them, I'd rather do it for Laurie. I think. 
Yeah, you're probably right. Personally, uh, me, me personally, I, I don't know. You know what? But I'd be willing to give up more for me personally. I'd be willing to give up more for Beal than I was for Harden. Really? I'm not giving up that kind of package for any one player. No way. Beal's younger. He's under contract longer. Um. Yeah, he's a better defender. He's not an asshole. <laughs> well, that's not true. I mean, um, you're gonna you'd have to give up Maxi. Probably Maxi, Danny Green. What's his contract? He so you're giving up Simmons. Bradley Beal's twenty seven. I'm trying to see what his contract. I'm not giving you Simmons and Maxi. For Bradley Beal? Yeah. I'd be willing to do that more than I would be for Harden. That's yeah, I might be doing. But I'm I'm not giving you both. You're not I'm getting not, them. I'm, I'm not getting them. Okay. I'm not against trading Ben Simmons. Don't get it twisted, but I'm not giving you Ben Simmons and Maxi. Gotta give up something to get Bradley Beal and Right now, Bradley Beal is going to help your team win a lot more than Maxi. So Bradley Beal's contract ends next year. Oh, his cash Ken, hell no. Twenty-eight. Hell no. What? You're not giving up Maxi for Beal? Twenty-eight million next year. Um, his salary, his average salary is twenty-five million a year. So, so you're probably not re-signing him either. No. Well, I mean, you're, if you're trading Simmons, you're giving him Ben Simmons money. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. That's going to be your max contract, guy. That's true. So, so Beal, 27, you give him up for 22-year-old Ben Simmons, 23-year-old Ben Simmons. Isn't Ben Simmons like 25? No. He's not 23. Embiid is. Simmons, Uh, he's only 23, man. He's a kid. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And that's so scary. And and even even right now, as much as, you know, we're harping on him how much it's been rough. Um, straight up, I'm I'm there with you, man. But uh, you're talking like five no. games. You it, it, you're putting Maxi on a pretty high pedestal after five games to where he's. You think he's going to be a superstar? Yes, I do. I don't after think. I, I don't think Maxi's going to be a superstar. It's not, it's not even after five games, dude. Like, like this dude wasn't supposed to drop the twenty. I get it. I, I get that he was supposed to be a lottery pick, but you're. That's like, like top overall pick. This is what this is what I see out of Maxi, and I, you know I'm not a scout or anything. You know, what the fuck? But but Maxi to me is someone who belongs on the NBA court. He he has so much confidence. He knows where to go with the ball. He he does make his mistakes. He's making his rookie mistakes here and there, but he's so confident, and um, he can he can score from anywhere. Uh, as Ken just said, he's definitely a wing scorer they need going forward. If you're going to ask me if I would have rather had him or uh, uh, Dario, Maxi's shown me more than what Dario showed me his entire tenure here. I, oh yeah, I it, mean like during I, I'm this not time, and, that, Maxie, and I mean, that's but... that's crazy. Like you know, Dario, we waited three years for that fuck to come over here, and Maxi to me has shown way more than what Dario showed. Take that fucking yeah, I mean... Spike accent, Eskin, you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> fucking Roger from fucking Doug looking motherfucker. Yeah. Now, I mean, all, all I'm saying is after 12 games, I just, if you got a chance to get a superstar and, and he fits better than Simmons does, and you got to give up 
a guy after 10 games, I, I can't see Maxi being. Yeah, I know. I just, I just think they hit it. I just think they got a diamond in the rough. I think they got, I think they got lucky, and I think they, they finally got their. Um, what was I saying the other day, uh, Ryan? I, I said, I said maybe they're like, they're, they're like Manu Ginobili. Yeah, this is our Ginobili. Yeah, Maxi's our, our, our Ginobili. Isn't Ginobili damn near a Hall of Famer? <laughs> well, but no, no. But what I meant was like that. Like Ginobili was taken first of all. He was taken in the second round, but. Right, but right, he, right. he ended up being such a great player for him. I think Maxi's going to be that type of player for him. Yeah, like a, like a I, guy. Yeah, like, I hope so. But Tanter, I just don't all know. The, all the signs are pointing to it, though, Mike. He was coached by John Calipari. John Calipari, like, raved about him. He went to, he went to Kentucky. It's hard to go, go wrong with a Kentucky player. From the first game that he played, I'm not saying he looks like a dude who's going to light you up every night for – he just seems like he gets it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he's a good, a very good prospect. Maybe he ends up being an all-star, you know, all-NBA type player. But Bradley Beal right now is an all-star, all-NBA type player. Are you looking to win now? Like, are you looking to stay good for the future, man? I mean. Well, I mean, can't you do both with Bradley Beal? And, and right now your window is with. You don't know so, how many more years Embiid's going to be here. Embiid, I mean, right, right. I, I think right. so. I mean, Beal's only 27. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Beal's still got, you know, five, six good years in him, right? I mean, we've suffered enough as fans where we, we as Sixers fans, where we look to the future. Oh, what about the future? What about the future? What about fucking now? Embiid's in his prime now. Embiid's in his prime right now. And, and, you know, you get six good years, you know, assuming you resound him, you get six good years from Beal. Even if Maxie's got six good years and six years after that, are you worried about the six years after it? If you bring home two championships, I don't give a fuck. That's right. I just, I, I can't get behind that. I can't give give up Maxie and Simmons for yeah. one player. I, I can't. Now, you want to talk about another kind of package with one of them not in it? Okay. You're talking a shitload of draft picks. You're talking a shitload of draft picks, and and apparently nobody gets draft picks. Apparently, draft picks are like fucking, you know. Right, and how about Simmons and Shake? Well, all right, you know. Like that's the. I might might be a little more prone to do that. I think like that. That's the starting point. Simmons, Shake, um, you know, and and the first next year, or three draft, three first rounders, right? A first next, a first next year, because you know you're going to be good this year. So right, um, we'll send you an unprotected pick in 2025. Uh, it's going to take more than one unprotected pick. All right, 25 and 26. Don't be unprotected. Don't be unprotected around uh, Von Miller, man. (laughs) He's going to tell you to abort that baby. Or even 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 Maxi and Jake. See, like, you know what's crazy? We've never been we've never been this show. We've never done the whole like hypothetical. You know, thing, yeah, don't you hypothetical? <laughs> yeah, we've never been that, and here we are doing this because because we care, because we want to see this team do something. We we because I think the bottom line is we all see something's missing here. 
Because well, and we all see them. We all see them as being pretty good. I mean, two years ago we were in the same boat with Jimmy Butler. And last year was terrible. But Jimmy yeah. Butler before this season. Before what I'm seeing. This is just me saying this here. Two years ago with Jimmy Butler, I felt that that team was the best overall team that I had seen in my lifetime. Sixers mm-hmm. team. I was too young for '83. I was two years mm-hmm. old. I don't. I, I don't remember '83. Um, Iverson years were fantastic, but it was Iverson and a bunch of nobodies. And to Kemba Mutombo for Yeah. Right. Um, and so that Jimmy Butler year was. I was. That sucked. That yeah. sucked when that that ended the way it did, and no one else showed up in games. And that's when the Ben Simmons spotlight really started to shine on him, and he and he didn't show up. If he would have showed up a little bit, they may have won that. Uh, they might have won that series. But anyway, if he would have hit a three pointer in that Toronto game, they probably win Game Seven. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you lose that. Uh, last year was a fucking debacle. Everyone knew it. Everyone looked at that team like this isn't working anymore. Dude, we were we were scared to death that it was over, that Embiid was terrible, and it was a like. Yeah. We were. We thought that there was no way. We thought that it was the end of the the process, yeah. and you know. So yeah. we've come a long way since. No, that. and you get a new coach, and all of a sudden you're reinvigorated. You you go out and get some shooters around this team, which was the best way to build this team: build shooters around Ben and Joel. So, dude, Joel's remember, not taking those stupid three pointers all game long. Remember last year? Oh, remember, it, remember back right before. Um, dude, they were this close to hiring Tyrone Lue. Remember addicts? Remember? Hey, hey, remember Ghostbusters? Oh, I love Remember though. Yeah. It's been a long time. But they were this close to hiring Tyrone Lou, and then Doc Rivers got fired. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like, I just, uh, I can't imagine what this team oh would be Tyrone Lue. It oh would be, it'd be bad. And then we I brought just... Daryl Morey in. Daryl Morey fixed it in two weeks. Yep. Yeah. Crazy, like the number one thing you got rid of that Al Horford contract. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. You know, so so there's people who are upset about uh, Daryl Morey not pulling the trigger on James Harden, saying that he already failed this team. I'm like, wait, I'm sorry. Are are you that fucking short sighted that you don't remember what what Morey did? He got you away from fucking Anna and fucking Al Horford. Gone. That fucking debacle that that was. That that piece of shit, giant fucking raisinette. He sucked. I, oh hate, I hated that motherfucker. It's not all his fault, though. I hated him before fault. he came here, and I hate him more now. And I actually I liked him before he came here. So did I. I couldn't and stand it. I couldn't it stand it. It wasn't all his fault. He was coached wrong. He was used wrong. Fucking. You old fat bitch! <laughs> fuck you! You fat bitch! Hey, you're embarrassing you. yourself, you geriatric fuck! Well, I'm not a geriatric fuck. Not that guy's sleeping. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> not you. That's true. It's true. It's true. She. All right. Well, I think it's time, guys. I think we got to call it a show. It's been fucking him. We're almost three hours. Jesus Christ. It's fucking 11 o'clock. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah. Well, we, you know, we had. I want to thank. Uh, I want to thank Ed Kratz for coming on the show tonight, giving us uh, some Eagles talk. We talked the. This is our escape, guys. I don't give a fuck. We went three hours. You know? No. That's what we do. Yeah. Talking sports for three hours. Or you get through for one you know, one day a week. It's all we good. This week. Drink beers. and What's that? Yeah, dude. I'm, we like, needed this, yeah. yeah. I hear flyers that. Flyers are looking good to both. Yeah, Flyers, Sixers, and uh, 
Oh shoot! I wanted to bring it up. The, I, oh, I, I forgot JT? to bring it up. So there's two things. So the Phillies, I, it was supposed to be my, it was supposed to be my while you were drunk segment. I skipped over it. So the Phillies signed Archie Brad Bradley, and uh, you're like, who the fuck is that? Well, Archie Bunker's son. He, yeah, he's actually um he's actually the number one reliever on the market. And uh, his ERA is a little under four, which isn't that impressive. 3.9 ERA. But the guy's strikeout per innings pitch ratio is fantastic. And um, so he either strikes you out or gives up a gas bubble. What's that? So, he, like, with that ERA, he either strikes you out or gives you gives up a hit in the gap. <laughs> I, I guess, maybe. But, you know, he has good velocity. He pitches in the mid-90s. He's got good movement. Again, he was the top reliever on the market at the time. They made a move. They got him. They oh. needed. They need bullpen help, so oh, they made the move. But bigger news with the Phillies: they made an offer to JT Romoto. Apparently, he got, a, his, he got his nine-figure deal. Yeah, five years and over a, a little bit over a hundred million dollars over that five-year span. Oh, it's, um, it's a little over hundred. It's a little over a hundred. That's per Jason Stark, uh, who I want, who lives down the street from me, and I wanted to get him on the show, and he's blowing me off. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, hopefully there's some movement with the Phillies. We'll see what happens there. Uh, I will say though, um, I'm not holding the Phillies accountable here anymore. He doesn't sign that, it, it's on JT. At like, least they made an offer, right? Exactly, right. Like, like, like the market is completely dried up. You're not getting a 150 a 200 million dollar deal, right? It's not gonna happen. It would already happen if it was gonna happen. It would, they would, it would be the biggest contract, I think, of the offseason if JT signs. Because no one else is signing for that kind of money right now. Right. So either take it or thanks, JT. It was a great right. year. It's a great two years. See it. Well, yeah, I mean, if anything, yeah. the only other thing you can do is sign a one-year, kind of prove it. Not prove it, but a one-year. Let's wait until there's more money in the right. people right. are willing to spend. And, and he could probably get somewhere around $25 million or something for a one-year deal. So hopefully next week when we do our show. Um, we'll talk about JT signing. We'll talk about JT resigning, yeah. And maybe another Philly, yeah, maybe Is something he else. real signing? Yeah, that's right. I heard another thing about the Phillies today. Um, Apparently, they're interested in Freddie Galvis. I think I've seen something about them bringing back some. Yeah, whatever. I did see something about that, too. Yeah, I, I did see something. Because someone's like, right. it was only going to bat him second again. Like I, that. I, I always liked Freddie Galvis. He's good defensively, but you got to bat him at the bottom of the lineup. Right, he, not at second. The problem, like fucking the problem Pete McCann was. Right, the problem was he was your two-hole hitter. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, McCann was putting my fucking bat in second behind fucking Cesar Hernandez. Like, get the fuck. Yeah, so you're batting 215 for your career and you're our two-hole hitter. Right. Get the fuck out of here. The well, I mean, you here. know, is he, is he uh, a little insurance for Kingery if Kingery's still struggles? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'm good with that. Well, Kingery's not the shortstop. Dee was. Oh, uh, so you're saying he's gonna? You're gonna have Galvis start shortstop? I, I guess you would have to be right. right. Yeah, they didn't sign DD. Kingery was your second baseman. Right. Yeah, I forgot that DD. I forgot they didn't sign DD. Oh well. No, not yet. So I mean, who's there's somebody else that they have, right? They have Segura. Yeah, I guess he's still playing, playing third or no? Uh, no, bomb, bomb, bomb playing third. Segura's at short, short. No, Didi played short. 
No, but Segura would play short. If you sign Galvis? Yeah. Well, I mean, between so now you got Galvis that could play a couple different positions. You got Kingery that could play a couple different positions, and you got Segura at short. So between the three of them, hopefully you got a two yeah, stars something and a bench guy. Yeah. Yeah. Eh. Might be a bad thing. Where did Segura play last year after we brought Bomb up? Second, uh, didn't he? Uh, yeah, he's playing second because Kingery was sucking balls. Kingery played center field or something played, at some point. And yeah. then he went back to third because Bomb was playing first because of Hoskins. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Oh, because Hoskins played DH, or Hoskins was hurt. Yeah, he was out for the year. Oh, I forgot about that. By the way, he, right. and, uh, Hoskins, Hoskins just won arbitration, so he's back next year. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but he might not even he might not even be ready for the nah, season. He might not be. No. Uh, all right. Well, guys, uh, if you watched and downloaded the show, uh, we thank you very much. We thank again, like we want to say, Ed Kratz. Thank you so much. Uh, check him out, Kratz E at Twitter and uh, follow him on Facebook and, and uh, all his stories. He's a great guy, really good guy. He's one of, he's one of us, man. And yeah. uh, he's, he's a good dude. So Yeah, we had him live in studio, um, what, two years ago at this point? Fuck. Yeah, something like that. It's crazy, isn't it, to think about that? Yeah, I think it was probably the August before two years ago because he had to go the next day to, to check on the uh, – he didn't stay long and then didn't hang out and – and drink as heavily with us because he had to go to the practice the following morning. Yeah, to yeah it, was right, the it, was right, it was right with training. Yeah, preseason was getting ready to start. And mm-hmm. for the 2018 season? 2019. 19. It was 19. Yeah, it was 2019. Yeah. yeah, I remember I the one thing I remember from that, <laughs> that night was uh, we talked about uh Super Bowl story, and, and he, he told his story about his dad. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, that's right, yeah. yeah. But, all right, guys. We'll see you guys next week. Uh, next week, we're going to uh, do a little voodoo fun. We're going to have a little fun with the voodoo doll. We're going to, uh, you know, basically give your bad thoughts and, and things you want to get rid of in Philadelphia sports, and we're going to jab the fucking voodoo doll. We're going to do that last week or this week, but we had that on, so that was more important. And, Plus the fact that we had a shit ton to talk about. Yeah, we lost the coach, so. Um, so next next yeah. week, two things. Hopefully, JT's resigned, and the Eagles probably have a new coach by then. Probably. And hopefully, Kyrie's still not playing. And hopefully, he's not. That's true. Right. It's yeah. it's true. She. And the Eagles and or the uh, Sixers and Flyers keep winning. That'd, that'd be good. That'd too. be that'd be yep. that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Mike, want to play us out? Penis out.